met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face. The blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. episode of Subconscious Realms. I'm your host, generally, and for tonight, we are joined by um, a phenomenal returning guest. Um, that's just uh, the, the least I can to describe this uh, individual. He is incredible. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Raven Keeper. Hey, guys. Alex, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you okay, mate? I don't I don't know about phenomenal, maybe eccentric. Oh, mate. <laughs> at, at the very least. At the very least. Um, I mean, it, it's one of them, maybe, mate, in my opinion. Um, there's a lot of things uh, that, that, that you say, like your perspective on certain things, that make sense to me. Well, you know, the thing that we get into is, is is what you and I talked about before. You have to take all this stu- stuff that you study and you have to look at it as a mystic. So you have the esoteric, you have the occulted, the stuff that's hidden. Then you have the symbological. And uh, if yeah. you don't put the three of them together, you're missing parts of the picture. And now we have modern science that's caught up again. And that just gives you a way to validate the things that you're finding from from the mystic studies. Yeah, yeah. Um, It's scary. Uh, It's scary when good, hard um, scientific method verifies what you've discovered going through the mystic route, but it's also kind of satisfying at the same time, I hate to admit. (laughs) Yeah, um, it's it's fascinating, uh, Raven. It really is. Whichever way you look at it. Well, and the other thing that we have to do, too, is we have to be careful to make sure that we give credit to other people, too. You know, Um, I've got several thousand years worth of writers ahead of me who have left little tidbits and trails. And today we have several hundred hard, old fashioned scientists who are using scientific method that are bringing the mystic and the esoteric to the forefront yeah yeah um, so, do, you think that, do you think they're doing that uh, to try and get more people on board through their perspective well it seems really funny to me that, that this science has been suppressed for so long and now all of a sudden we have the same universities, we have the same organizations that are pushing this information out now, um, yeah. slowly. But, you know, obviously there's a change in plan and 
it, it makes no sense when you look at all the things that they've been doing for the last few hundred years. Yeah, yeah. You know, why would you go from suppressing to, well, a slow trickle is what it is. But we also have a lot of independent minds today that are working outside of those boxes. That helps, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, a good example is is the, and I hate to call us a crew, but if you look at the large grouping that we have been able to put together as far as podcasters go, all the different uh, tangentials that we all follow, yeah. that is something new as well. And we're starting to work together. <laughs> uh, you are not wrong though, mate. And that's how we should be, Raven. You know, we're rolling this together. That's it. So that's it. It makes sense for us all to work together to, to the best well, of our abilities, or to at least try. Well, and you know, it says that this is the time of revelations. Well, you're not going to get to those cha- tangentials by yourself. There's just too much. That's the reason why it takes so many of us to chase down all the little rabbit holes. Sometimes we find a dead end. Yeah. But look at how many of us there are right now doing this. Oh, I tell you what, mate. Right? If we if we all stuck together on on one thing, <laughs> it, it 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 would it would be incredible. Um, well, you I know, tell you what, the elite they would eat, they they would hate that, mate. Well, and and I think that's one of the reasons why we're starting to have trouble with the internet the way we are but yeah you know okay very good example is we were on we were on good lord it's been several months back now that uh, you and and new york patriot and i were were talking and i brought up i brought up the use of human dna in order to break through the dimensions (laughs) and then a couple months later new york and uh lux find the ATIP paperwork showing that's exactly what they're doing. See, I would have never found that. I would have never uh, found that. I'll tell you what, mate, right? The the level of research in that New York Patriot and looks to, it's it's unmatched. There's nobody. uh, In my opinion, anyway, there's nobody. Well, you know, my thing is... Like like that. I I don't like to uh, sound like a repeating record, but the the work that those guys do is second to none, as far as I'm concerned. When it comes to, when it comes to the depth, you know, I've been at this for forty. I've been at this for forty years. They get through some. They get some through some serious research very quickly. I I, I wish I had the internet service that they do. <laughs> yeah. Uh... It's phenomenal the work that they do, and and it's I, like uh, I mean starting off from the like like the cult rejects each series they've done, as in my opinion anyway, as uh, outdone the previous. Each one they do, it's like this, for example the Q, and the Jesters and yeah. Shriners, and then uh, well the uh, the eighty one. That just tops the well, scarlet heart. You know, it just uh, fucking. And what, what's what's unique is is they're finding this. See, I went through the mystical end. They went through you know, on that piece. They went through the hard research end, and yeah. again, their patents and their discoveries verified what I had found through the mystical. That 
you know, I love it because that was two completely independent groups. That was me working on one thing through the mystical talking about the DNA being used. And then they find it's actually being used <laughs> as part of a program. It, it was like, that is the kind of verification that we need. Completely independent. Yeah. That way it's, it, that way people, when they hear it from me and then they hear that from them, they say, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, but we have a fantastic group. And anybody who's listening to you and I now should listen to uh, Torin more. They should listen to the occult rejects. I'm um, sure they do, mate. I'm sure they do. You know, uh, just a coincidence, Jack Allen. Um, Jack Allen's brilliant. We have, yeah, Jack. We, we have so many going right now with so many tangentials that are relevant that uh, anybody that we connect up to, people should be paying attention to. Because we were being brought together. I mean, we just all of a sudden started meeting each other. <laughs> no, that's Everything not a coincidence. For a reason, doesn't it? Everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Well, it's the time of revelation, and we are revealing a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's surprising what you, what you can, uh, like, merge your minds, what you can uh, come up with. Well, and the other uh, thing, too, is, is is like right now, we're just having a conversation, and people deserve that, too, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, they they, they deserve to have real people just sitting and, and having a, co- a conversation. I'd love to get all of us together and just shoot the shit and smoke cigarettes and drink coffee one day and record it. That would be fun. <laughs> I would be brilliant, mate. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, Raven, mate. Um, are you familiar with uh, you know the this malarkey at the guide stone when it uh the oh, explosion oh well you know the explosion at the guide stone was a very interesting thing and there's all kinds of people talking about why it was done and it's a new age or it's a new beginning or it's a it's a sign of something to start i i, I don't know any of that but yeah. what i do know what i do know is is that they tore the uh they took the time capsule out <laughs> the time capsule well there was a time capsule buried underneath it and right. uh they, they they took it out from underneath it for whatever reason and inside of it was a 1979 playboy <laughs> an <laughs> emblem an emblem from a peterbilt truck uh saturday night fever saturday um, i don't night know fever yeah, staying alive. <laughs> I can't do that falsetto. I, uh, them brothers were amazing. And then uh, a note that said 1,734 quaaludes. <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, well, if you look at it on the surface, you're like, whoa, that don't make any sense at all. Right? Um, yeah. But, but. If you're like me, somebody challenged me, and, and I'll tell you straight up, a general honest to goodness truth, I was like, I don't care. I really don't. And somebody challenged me. They said, well, can you find any connections? And I'm like, probably not. <laughs> well, guess who was wrong? <laughs> well, man. So... What you have, I, I don't know where I'm going to start. I, I guess I'll start with the oldest first. In 1734, the Jacobins, 
And uh, let's make sure we get this right. It's uh, J-A-C-O-B-I-N-S. The Jacobins were established by the Jesuit order in France, which led to the, the killing of 10,000 people and the reign of terror. <laughs> All right. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Robespierre, I, I never say his name right. I always say it that way. Robespierre and, and the Jacobins, who ended up creating the reign of terror in France, put the Jesuits in charge of France. How's that for interesting? That is very interesting. Very. So, 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 there, so there's your 1734. All right. Now, Quaaludes is a very interesting thing because Quaaludes connects to Saturday Night Fever. In the movie, they were taking Quaaludes, and one of the girls overdoses on them. It just, that's an interesting story. Uh, Quaaludes, are they a, um, what kind of medication is that? Are they uh, benzos? Yes. Like yeah, yeah, right, right. Well, and, and Quaaludes were fully synthetic. Guess who created them? Rockefeller, Rockefeller Medical in com- combination with IG Farben. Oh, shit. That's where your synthetic quaaludes wow. come from. That's crazy, that one. <laughs> so, see, that's not the only connection that we have to Rockefellers. Because do you know who originally financed the Rockefellers in the 1800s? The remnants uh, of the J, uh, the remnants of the Jacobins and the Rothschilds. Oh, uh, but they called the Bauer then. Oh, was that previous uh, Raven uh, Rothschilds? Huh? They called were they called Bauer before? Yeah, yeah, they were. They yeah, were. Yeah. Uh, well, and the other thing too is, is, is even that name was stolen. Yeah, um, but, get, but you know, but you know, but you know where the Rothschilds come from? Austria. <laughs> now that is that is a very interesting thing because the Rothschilds come the Roth the Rothschilds come from Austria. The founders of the Jacobians or the Jacobins in France came from Austria. Hitler came from Austria. <laughs> yeah, the the founders of the Jacobins in France came from Austria. Now, the next connection, Peterbilt is owned by a family called Piggott, P-I-G-G-O-T-T. Guess where they're from? Austria. Austria. (laughs) (laughs) And that's not their names. Uh, Just like our friends, the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds, the name Piggott is not an Austrian name. So who did they steal it from? And guess who financed the Piggott family to take over Peterbilt? Uh, the, Rockef- the, the Rockefellers. Um, that family, under a different name, worked in the steel and the mines in Colorado until the, the mining revolt in Colorado resulted in all those people being killed. Which you probably don't know that history. But the Rockefellers had to cover their ass because they actually armed people, private mercenaries, and they killed the miners rather than negotiate with them. That's where the Piggott family came from. I also, at that miner, they just said, I, 
All right. So the last thing, the so we've covered 19, uh, 1734. We've covered yeah. the Quaaludes. We've covered the Jacobins in 1734. We've covered Saturday Night Fever. It had Quaaludes in it. But it was also connected to the 1979 Playboy. Saturday Night Fever was, that is. Right. Um, oh, not, okay. only, not, only, not only did they use Quaaludes in the movie and the girl overdosed on them, but the person, the person who produced the movie ended up being a actor, but also ended up being a director. His name was, uh, give me a second. I'm trying to remember his name. It was uh, Bogdanovich. And I, I know I'm not saying that right. But it's Bogdanovich is how you say it. It's B-O. D-G-O-N-O-V-I-C-H. But anyway, he was connected to Dorothea Stratton. Dorothea Stratton was Playboy Playmate in 1979 who was assassinated. Her and her ex-husband were both assassinated. Why? Because the director that she was seeing at the time was going to marry her. Can't do that if you are Austrian <laughs> ah. and and are connected to the deal of quaaludes in Hollywood. Fucking surface world—that's not It's madness, isn't it? It really is. Yeah, and here's the thing: they all connect because Bogdanovich's family is from Austria. Ah, <sighs> oh, man. Um, so, so, Austria. so there are. It, well, and you know what the one thing all of them have in common? All of them have Austria in common, and all of them have Rockefeller in common. Huh. That is crazy, that man. It's crazy. So whatever that time capsule's trying to tell us, the only common factor is Rockefeller. <sighs> Do you know, mate, I, I, I've got my hand on the idea thinking, Oh, this could be fucking anything with them. It, it literally could. The amount of money well, that was brought. If you go back to the Austrian Ashkenazi, the bankers, they yeah. are Kabbalists, and they believe that everybody should have to live under the Noahide laws, right? Um, Rockefeller is directly connected to the Noahide laws that have been put in place. And if you right. look at what was originally written on the guidestones, it's basically the Noahide laws. Right, right. So, you know, all these common factors, the Rockefellers, the Noahide laws, Austrian uh, escapees, quote unquote. Um, what it was is, is uh, a couple of them were actually uh, Ashkenazi that escaped Germany. Because, you know, the Germans were chasing down the Ashkenazi at the time. Um, but see, even then, that was kind of a false thing. Because what it was, it was a consolidation of power. They were trying to eliminate some Ashkenazi families and consolidate the power higher up. Right, I can't. Um, yeah. and, and as bad as the, the treatment of those people were... And, and there is no doubt about that. You know, most of them died slaves working for Ford Motor Company um, and other 
Yeah, Ford actually used uh, prison slave labor during World War II to manufacture parts in Germany oh. and ship them over here during the war. That's quick. Yeah, so did Rockefeller, for you that could, matter. You couldn't make, could make it all, man, could you? But no, uh, I mean, Ford Motor Company, in exchange, in exchange for providing parts for the German equipment, the Germans provided slave labor to make parts for Ford during during the war. Wow. Yeah. And then Rockefeller uh, Standard Oil, Rocke, Rockefeller Standard Oil sent the uh, diesel uh, cure f- for uh, the tanks and stuff for the Germans and also for their submarines um, in exchange for stuff coming out of IG Farben for Rockefeller Medical to be established here in the States. Um, it was all interconnected, but what happened with the with the Ashkenazi that were killed by the Germans is, is it was a consolidation of power. It was eliminating the higher ranking families, and that's the reason why all that wealth was stolen too. Uh, uh, I watched a documentary about you're talking billions and billions of gold. Uh, what slight just vanished? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, and, uh, and look what it's been. Look what's been done with it since. You know they've they've created the pharmaceutical industry. Oh. Um, Rocket Rockefeller Rockefeller took over all the media corporations. Rockefeller and Rothschild. Um, and don't think for a minute Reuters Reuters himself isn't connected to them because Reuters would have nothing if it wasn't for the Rothschilds financing him decades ago. Yeah, it's, same, uh, same thing. It seems, same thing with Bezos. Yeah. Same thing with Bezos. The same thing with Bill Gates. Oh, Bill Gates. Bill Gates looks just like uh, David Rockefeller. I mean, look at Bill Gates's face and look at David Rockefeller when he was this, in his 40s. They look exactly the same. And interestingly enough, Bill Gates, Bill Gates' daddy worked for the Rockefellers, but Bill Gates' mama was one of their secretaries. Oh, that, uh, no, I do not know that. Oh, yeah. That and and Bill, very interesting, and, that way. And Bill Gates got financed by the Rockefellers, the same as... Uh, uh, Zuckerberg, his name is actually Greenberg, and he is a Rockefeller. Seems Zuckerberg, so. yeah, his real name is oh. Greenberg. Uh, you know the one Facebook, Facebook. Yeah, Facebook. Zuckerberg. I don't Zuckerberg. Himself, I call him Sucker Tooch, but anyway, uh, <laughs> Zucker, Zuckerberg's name is actually Greenberg, and he is directly related to the Rockefellers, and they financed him, just like they financed Bezos. So if you look uh, at Gates and Zuckerberg and Bezos, they were all Rockefeller creations. Oh, <laughs> See, I, I dropped a dime when you crazy, and I, I dropped. I dropped a dime when you and I talk. You do all the time, mate. I love talking now, to you, you, mate. Have you ever heard of? Give me just a second. It was Pandora project here in the united states over there is called something systems give me a second uh, tetra systems have you ever heard of tetra systems there in england tetra systems has it got anything this got anything to do with mk ultra mm-hmm. you know what's te- it called it's called tetra systems it was installed it was installed throughout the united kingdom and europe in the 1980s and 90s and it has been expanded with the cell phone service by the way 
Do you know what Tetra Systems is for? Uh, if you, I'm going to take a wild guess here. Uh, I have actually done an episode. I think has he got anything? It's mine. Has he it's got anything to do with stop? It's mind control. Tabby stop. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I do. And, and I do. I do. I've not. I've not gone really, really deep, but I. I have. Uh, I have. Well. I, you know, I have been working. I like those rounds, I have, Well, you know, I, I had been working on the TV programming and how it works and the frequencies that it uses to hypnotize, right? And yeah. you and I have talked about that. And I've done it in my podcast, too. But I just did a couple more podcasts, if anybody are interested. But here's the thing about Tetra Systems, all right? It was started out as the Pandora Project here in the United States. It was a process by which electromagnetic frequencies and radio frequencies could be used to set up static fields to control populations in mass to keep them past to make them stupid i hate to say that but to actually lower intelligence Um, to make them to make them violent when you wanted them to to become violent (laughs) so basically what happened is is the uh, pandora project of the cia here in the united states turned into the Tetra Systems project that was installed throughout the United Kingdom and Europe. Um, and it, the full installation, I know that the original equipment was put in place with the, uh, do you remember when they started putting the microwave uh, transceivers in for the television back in the 80s? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, mean, I was born in 77, mate. Uh, so I would have been like... But, early teens i think when that was going on uh, well see see i was i was i was getting into my 20s already in the 80s so i'm a little bit older than you <laughs> but uh the thing about it is 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 uh they started putting up the microwave transceivers for radio and for emergency for military and then you started seeing the big military towers go up that had the uh, parabolic dishes on them I- that was Tetra Systems going getting it put in place. Basically, the U, the UK was first. They got a full dose of the Pandora project dropped right on top of them. Yeah, mate, I, I do know as well. Uh, part of this whole uh, Tavistock Tetra, uh, this is genuine, legit. Uh, oh, so yeah, stuff yeah. that people it is. Well, I'll, I'll say that, uh, but do you know what I found out? Looking, uh, have you heard of the Pilgrim Society? Say again. Have you heard of the Pilgrim Society? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean. Well, you know, the the Pilgrim uh, Society goes all the way back to the Jacobians in France. Did you know that? Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you. There we it go, goes mate. There goes, we go. It goes straight back to the Jesuits. Say it off, okay, Paul. Just um, as we were saying earlier, the connections connecting it back. Uh, yeah, it's the first time we've spoke about this, me and you, and almost <laughs> immediately. This <laughs> is all about it. Well, and you know, the Odd Fellows, the Odd Fellows is another connection to the Jacobians. Um, right. The Jacobians divided in the, the the Jacobians divided into multiple groups, 
and uh, the uh, Odd Fellows came out of England, but they came out of a. I'm trying to remember what it was called. It was something to do with the uh, Constitution and something in France. And right. uh, the Odd Fellows are 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 a secondary group. They're they're related to the Pilgrim Society, the Jacobians or the Jacobins. I want to say yeah. it right, Jake Jacobins and the the Gideons, but the Gideons were I thought the Gideons had been completely wiped out in France during the the reign of terror. Um but apparently not. <laughs> right? <laughs> so uh, it's very interesting because then that takes us right into the Templars and the Masons. Oh, and the Mormons. Oh. And the Mormons. How's that for weird? <laughs> uh, it's very deeply rooted and it goes back to those occult temples that still exist. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, this is the kind of thing, Raven, where we have a conversation like this and it's it's mesmerizing when the dots are connected well and it's it's frustrating to me and it's probably frustrating to you because we start connecting the dots and then we have all these other people helping us find other dots to connect up and people are still completely mystified and hypnotized by their tv completely unable to even understand part of what we're trying to explain to them it's frustrating. It, it is because, you know, it doesn't matter how you approach it. Uh, some people don't listen. They, well, they, think, that I, you're, they, they think that's not sort of wrong with you. It's like, oh, you're just chatting shit. Well, <laughs> I know, know. I know. You know well, what I mean? You know, well, and on the backside of it, you know, I understand how the hypnotism of the TV works. I understand that it creates the uh, Stockholm syndrome. Um, I understand the psychological warfare that television actually is. So, I mean, I understand Jeez. why people. Yeah, I understand why people are having trouble breaking the programming. But at the same yeah. time, when their own well-being is being affected, they still won't wake up. It's, it's scary. <laughs> it is. Um, I think. I think out of anything, uh, knowing what we know, I th- personally, I think that that's as equally frightening as what actually is going on. It is the blatant fucking ignorance of some people. Well, but you know, it, it goes back to the Tavistock, and it goes back to Tetra Systems and Pandora Project. These people watch television, you know, here in the United States, normal is to go home from work and sit in front of the television until you fall asleep. It's disgusting to me. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But but they sit in front of that hypno box, which is what it is. It's hypnotism. They sit in front of that thing for hours. And even if they fall asleep, they're still getting the same programming. They're still getting the same. You can close your eyes in front of a television and watch it strobe. Um, so, so they're constantly being reprogrammed. They're getting their confirmation bias, depending on what channel they're watching. And what happens is, is it gets to the point where even when you present them physical documentation 
from the same source even like uh you know talk about the injections the, the all that data is coming out from from major outlets now and when you show somebody they still don't believe it even though it's coming from the same sources <laughs> yeah mate, hello hello <laughs> i mean it's, it's just like you know, I, I got a I got a London I got a London Guardian article that talks about the death rates amongst people who have been injected being the highest, highest hospitalization and death rates are those who have been injected twice and had had a booster. All right, that's in the Guardian UK. I had that article and there's oh that can't be true, and I'm like, that's a national syndicated newspaper. How could it not be true, huh? <laughs> <laughs> But they still, even 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 under those conditions, they still don't believe it. If the if it if the TV didn't say it, well, there's where our problem is. You remember that movie They Live with Roddy Piper? Yes, that's a classic. Mate. I do. Yeah, I love you that know, film. Roddy Piper. Roddy Piper swore until the day he died that that movie was absolutely true. But it wasn't the aliens you had to worry about. Well, what was the only other thing in that movie? The TV broadcasting. Yeah. Um, a hell of a man. I met him a couple of times, and he was just the most decent and cordial person that that you could meet. Uh, and that's a God's honest truth. He's crazy. Isn't it? Uh, yeah, he was nothing like the character that he played in wrestling. He was actually a very cordial, very friendly, very nice guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, so I have not dug any deeper than the Tetra systems being installed in the UK and Europe. But here's the thing about Tetra systems, just like the Pandora project, it can be used to massively uh, to to pacify the masses, to make them, uh, you know, make them docile. But it also can be tweaked and the frequency change to make them violent. That's something that I wanted to point out to you, just like the electromagnetic stuff that we were talking about. Um, the Pandora project and the Tetris systems project both could do either. It could make them docile or it can make them violent. But in this case, it is a, it is a, an effective method, which means it affects large quantities of people. And primarily they were installed in and around large urban areas like London, Paris, etc. Yes. Yes. It's crazy, isn't it? Well, I thought you might like to to hear that. <laughs> well, you know, and there's there's another project that people don't know about too. It was called Crimson Mist. Crimson, Crimson Mist. Yep, Crimson, just like the color. It was called Crimson yeah. Mist, and uh, that came out of the Pandora research too by the CIA. Crimson Mist was used in Africa to create the genocide. Do you remember the genocide? 250,000 people were killed with machetes. Oh, I do actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they 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 flew they flew overhead with an aircraft when they were ordered, and they projected a frequency that resulted in in both those genocides. First, the first one and the second one. Oh, so they initiated it. Well, and and it's it's documented. Yeah, and then the, the other most prevalent case in which crimson mist was used. Do you remember how the Iraqi soldiers just walked out and surrendered because they heard the voice of God? Oh shit! Yeah, I think I do that, actually. 
That's Crimson Mist. They can do voice to skull. Oh, so through the frequencies, like this is something what you've been talking about for a while now. This is what I have been, you know, I always, I always start with the beginning and I work my yes. way through to the, to the more complicated. So if people go back and listen to us, they'll understand what I'm talking about now. But yeah. the, the Iraqi soldiers, they're trained elite soldiers, just walked out and surrendered. And of course, they were butchered. People don't understand that either. When they walked out and surrendered and were, were disarmed, then the American military bombed them and killed I think 20. Yeah, I would, I would imagine they did. I, would, I, I should imagine they would have done that. But uh, yeah. that that was an expansion of the Crimson Mist program. They can do voice to skull now. So if you don't know that it's not God talking to you, <laughs> you, you should be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's so fascinating. Well, and Give you know. We try, I try when you and I are talking to, to stay on the, the specific subjects that you and I talk about, but there are so many tangentials that, that if we don't cover them, then we're not doing service to the people that listen to us. True, mate. True. Um, well, you know, it's like that sudden violence, the sudden violence in Italy. People went from yeah. having a passive, they went from having a passive gathering protest. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, air air traffic increased there, and so did the violence. And I, I kind of, I can't prove it, because I can't prove what aircraft were flying overhead. But it just yeah. seems really funny that, that there was a, a massive increase in overhead traffic when, when it should be decreased under those conditions. And then all of a sudden, we started seeing the violence. Um, I can't help but to think that there's a connection between what we're talking about and what we're seeing. Yeah, I can understand that as well, mate, because um, because of like uh, coincidences. Well, don't get me it wrong, uh, you know, it could be it could be coincidence, but normally could when you not? have that kind of well, normally when you have that kind of a of protest going on and that kind of a situation, the the air traffic is actually reduced. But when you have foreign aircraft going overhead and un, unmarked, that just don't make any sense to me. That seems like no. it would be spook operations. And then after that day, that's when the violence and the fire started. Yeah, it's like almost as if it's some sort of knock-on effect. Like you say, most likely triggered by some device. Uh, well, and, oh, and they and in the larger cities of Italy, they have the Tetra systems deployed, just like in France, just like in the UK. Yeah. So, so having having dual influence over the over the populace that are that are out in the streets. You know, I've told people for for almost a year, do not go to a protest because if it has been organized, it's a setup, and because of the technology that's available, you could do something and have no control over yourself. I mean, that's a fact, but it's a fact. Unfortunately, it's a fact. Um, They have, uh, they have these uh, passive uh, systems. Um, Very good example is in Australia when they were there protesting, 
they showed the Australian military that had the parabolic microphones pointed at the crowd. Um, those things can be those things can be adjusted to do a lot of things. They can pacify, they can cause pain, they can kill you, or if they focus it in and make it an effective weapon, they can take ten or fifteen people in the crowd and focus on them and make them violent. Um, oh, it's, it's frightening, isn't it? What, what they uh, what what they can do is frightening. Well, well, and and I'm going by patents. This isn't a guess. This is what the patents say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, you, you've got well, two different kinds. You got two different kinds of systems. You got an affective system. An affective system is kind of like the television. If they don't dial, they can dial your cell phone into your frequency. But a television is an affective system. It's used to get masses of people, right? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, the the Pandora system or the Tetra system would be an affective system. It's designed for massive population, massive numbers of people. But when you start talking about, when you talk about a a vehicle carried or a, a standalone setup, that can be turned into an effective system where you can focus in on a single person. Or, or yeah. a small number of people. Hey, this is a. Uh, it's beyond crazy. Well, and it you know, really that's, is. That's behavioral control. We're not even talking about the fact that these things can be dialed in to make you throw up, to make you feel like you're on fire, or to kill you if they focus them with enough energy. Yeah, it's uh, it's frightening. It's frightening thought well, that what what they, they yeah. and you know they'll stop at nothing, baby. Well, and they it also includes, but that also includes airborne equipment. They have airborne equipment that can kill you now too. Um, would that be would that be like the use of drones, maybe? Well, you could do it. You could you could do it with a drone, but a drone would be more of an effective system. That would be like for pacifying or or inciting. Um, they have, they have equipment now that, that can be carried on a large aircraft that has a parabolic dome under it, kind of like an AWAC and they can actually fly over in circles and focus their, their, uh, displacement in a very specific quadrant or in a, in a group of people that are gathered. Right. they just they just circle the area and keep the focus of the frequency centered. Yeah, yeah like drawing the, all the energy into that, that certain area. Yeah. Um, so I mean, the systems are there. The patents are the patents are out there to look at. Um, yeah. But I but I thought you would find it interesting that Tetra system was installed in the UK a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean. I, I, I covered an episode with uh, Deplorable Janet on Tavistock. Uh-huh. And, and uh, I'll be Tavistock. honest with you, mate. Yeah, Tavistock Institute, yeah. Uh, now, yeah. I'll be honest with you, mate, and you, and you, I've heard of it, but I knew very little on the subject. And uh, Janet blew my mind, seriously. Uh, I'm going to and fi- I'm gonna have to go back and find that one. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, oh, she's oh, brilliant, I- mate. 
I'll have to go back and find it and put a link into it because people really do need to hear it. Well, you know, Tavistock and Montauk were, were two sides of the same coin. Um, Montauk here in the States, they were actually trying to force through physical, sexual uh, yeah, depravity. Yeah. The, yeah, they yeah, yeah. they were abusing the people at Montauk, trying to force them down in order to allow something else to occupy them. Hmm. Yeah. That's kind of a well, curious thing, isn't it? <laughs> it, it it's better. Uh, well, what they what they were trying to do is, you, you know how uh, someone who is abused will create partitions in their mind? Um, right. Sometimes they'll create multiple personalities. Um, at Montauk, what they were doing is is they would actually get these people and they would just they would sexually abuse them until, you know, and, and physically abuse them until they were so broken that they couldn't hold on. They cre- they they did that to create the partition and then allow something else to occupy. <sighs> on purpose. That's, yeah. Yeah. You know, so now we're talking about demons. <laughs> Or, yeah, or whatever yeah. entity that might be. Yeah, uh, I think mean, again. Okay. Yeah, I got that. I got that link. You got the link, mate. Yeah, yeah. Let us know what you think of it. That, that's one of my first. That's episode sixteen. So I've not been doing it for long then. Uh, I mean, just that in itself, mate. We'll go back on to uh, you know giving people credit. Uh, like with your patriot and he's helped me grow uh, i mean i came into this and i had never done a podcast before listened to him yeah but it's different doing more than listening <laughs> and uh, yeah he's helped me grow up considerable well you know the thing about doing podcasts is you you find your niche and you figure out how to be yourself so many people will try to do podcasts and they try to create a personality. And you know what? That doesn't work. We are who we are. Yeah, we are who we are. And if we walk in our shoes, our own shoes, and we're willing to put somebody else's shoes on while we're talking to them or listening to them or having a conversation with them, then we get places. But, But these people who put on personalities, I automatically distrust them. Uh, yeah, I can't agree with you anymore. Uh, what's on? You know, I, I've said in my own podcast, I said, you know, I'm a little bit rough around the edges, but I'm always going to be because that's because that's the way I am. You, you are, you are, mate. I will change <laughs> uh, anything about you, mate. Anything you at know, all. So, do we have somebody? Have you found out if we got our other ones joining us? Not yet, no. Uh, just waiting for Grub's just been working on his house, but uh, hopefully it will be soon, mate. Uh, I've got a little bit of information on uh, the seven-headed dragon of Arimat. Yeah, Ozzy. Yeah. Ozzy. <laughs> well, it is. So, it's uh, a, 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 well, they spell it two different ways. It's A-H-Z-I or A-Z-I, depending on where you you catch it at. Um, Right. If you go back to the Zoroastrian, it's spelled A-H-Z-I. If you go to the uh, Persian that fled from 
Persia into India, then you just get AZI. But it's still the same thing. It's the seven dragons. It just, uh, this just, I'm just throwing this one. Uh, is this any link to Azazia? Because it's similar spelling. Well, you know, it's you interesting know, I, that the spelling's similar. Yeah, um, yeah. But it is. It's it's A Z I or A H Z I. Um, and I, you know, I, I figured we'd eventually get around to talking about the dragons. But you know, Aziz yeah, yeah. Drakur, Aziz Drakur is the evil one. That's the one that wanted to kill everybody on every continent. Right. Uh, he sounds pretty reasonable. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, he uh, Aziz Drakur was the uh, one that has the most, uh, I don't know, lore, the most information, I guess, because it was like the, he was like the, uh, that one was supposed to, and he's described as a dragon. So you and me, but he was described as, as the uh, uh, quintessential, excuse me, guys. um, He was the quintessential evil. Um, He made an offering of like 10,000 cows and I don't know, there was a huge offering that he made and he he made the offering hoping that he would be okayed to kill all humans on all continents, all seven. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, really nice guy. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, But you know, it's interesting. Oh, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, General. No, no, no. Honestly, mate, I've got, I've got something there. I want to, I'll, I'll start talking about this as soon as you, you finish your little bit there, mate. If you want to add it on. But you know the the thing with uh with the thing with Aziz Drakur, and I hope I'm saying that right. I I don't pronounce the Arabic the the way that they normally would. Um, but the thing about Aziz Drakur is if you look at the description of that particular dragon. And then you compare that to the description of Yahweh, the one that the uh, Canaanites made the covenant with after they left right. Egypt. Um, <laughs> Yahweh, he smoke came from his nostrils, flames proceeded from his mouth. His in his wake there was destruction. Hmm, sounds like a dragon to me. <laughs> uh, I can't be wrong. Certainly, well, mate, you know, uh, Paul oh, yeah. Wallace, Paul Wallace has had had a couple of interviews with uh, and I hope I say his right name right. It's Bagne, Bagnilio. He was the translator from the Vatican. Do you know who I'm talking about? Uh, ba- ba- Bagnigio. Those Italian names are hard for me, but it's Bagnigio. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and I apologize to folks. I used to speak good Italian. <laughs> I did at one time. Um, but anyway, it's Bagnisio, I believe is how you pronounce his name. I, I hope I'm saying it right. But he was the uh, translator for the Vatican. He was translating right. o- old texts. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, recently he's done, he's done several interviews, but he came to the conclusion that Yahweh was a dragon based on the original texts. And this hey, is a guy who... <laughs> This guy, this guy is an academic translator of ancient languages. He's got it from somewhere, aren't he? This is what exactly. I mean, Raven, right? This is what I mean <laughs> about uh, the level of there's, there's certain levels to people researching on, on how they, as a person, 
progress in, in the uh, whatever the research is basically. Well, you know, I, I've I never heard of this, mate. It's just fucking fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, with me, I can't do part of research. Yeah, I have to straight when straight I through, when I. When I find a pile of dirt, I got to know what's under it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially if I mean, it's a I mean, fresh pile. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I found each name for these, uh, each of the seven heads, uh, seven arch demons. I've got yes. Ishma. I'm probably butchering these words. Ishma. Uh, Ishma. Is, yeah. Uh, invoking rage. Uh, we well, you know. Basically resisting, oppressing. When we post this, we could post a link to it for for the names. But basically, I look at the the seven dragons of Eremon as the seven deadly sins. Uh, Do you know, mate? In a way, I I think it is. It is. I mean, you've got you've got rage, Uh, rage, sloth, gluttony. uh, It's the it's, it's all the mate. Um, see, and you are and, and, right. and see that's where we were gonna go. Um when you brought to, when you brought up the seven dragons, I thought, well, you yeah, know yeah. when you look at the seven dragons, the Azi or Ashi, um, they are the seven deadly sins. They're they're uh, um gluttony or want, uh <laughs> sloth, uh I'm trying. I can't even remember the seven deadly sins at this point in time. Rage, anger. Um, good lord. Yeah, can can yeah. you pull them up? The seven deadly sins. <laughs> seven deadly sins. Well, I've got the uh, the seven. Or, or if you or if you already dragons. have the dragons, if you already I've have the dragons, dragons written yeah, down. we've got Aishma. Uh, yeah. For invoking rage, fury, for motivation. Mm-hmm. You've got Ackerman. Yeah, Ackerman. Uh, yeah, uh, invoke for an adversarial mindset. Uh, this one's, uh, I'm going to butcher this one. Uh, <laughs> nang Haitia. <laughs> yeah, Nang, yeah, Nang. I, you know what? I'm not even going to try it. I don't have it written down in front of me. <laughs> um, I'll spell it N A N G H A I T H Y A. And that's in helping opposing toxic establishments. And then we've got uh, Torich, that's T-A-W-R-I-C-H. That's teaching the ways of vampirism. Mm -hmm. Sucking energy out of people. Yes, yes, mate. Uh, Sabah is uh, being gifted with leadership qualities. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, And then we've got Andar, that's Um, A-N-D-A-R, invoking energy to help achieve goals and then Zarek uh, giving strength to conquer you see that's a double-edged sword there it certainly is mate if you have if you have strength to conquer then you become a conqueror you know it's like becoming famous you become infamous (laughs) yeah but yeah, did you notice that out of the seven, three of them seem like they could be pretty reasonable, helpful. One of them is kind of a balance, and then the other three for are just sure. outright evil. For sure, for sure, mate. Um, so so, so I, you end up you end up with that balancing scale again. 
I think I think that this is what it's all about, the aromatic uh, malarkey. Mm-hmm. There's good and there's bad. There's good and bad to everything. Just as yeah. there's light and there's dark, uh, there's sun it, and there's rain well, as well. You yeah. know, the Aramon thing with the balance, I always talk about the third door or the middle path. Um, technology is great if you don't make it the total construct of your life. Um, and at the same time, natural is fantastic, but you could use technology to help with nature rather than destroying it. Uh, you could, yeah, you could. See, see, so, so there's this balance, which takes us back to the spiritual. Um, it's funny though, that you, you didn't, you didn't, uh, you didn't name Azi Dracul or Dracur. That's the no, lead I don't, dragon. I don't, the lead dragon, huh? Yeah, Aziz uh, Drakur was the first. Let me see, because maybe it's just named differently. This is a possibility. It could what be. Aziz Drakur. Yeah, it's D-R-A-K-H-U-R, or is it H-K-U-R, but it's Aziz Drakur. D-R-A-K-H-U-R is how you spell it. Okay. In English. U-R. You are. But anyway, he's the one that made the offerings, the burnt offerings. See, and that's that brings me back to Yahweh, because uh, Azidrakur made 10. He sacrificed 10,000 cattle. I don't know how many humans, how many goats. And his his plea was that he could destroy all of humanity on all seven continents. In all seven realms. And and immediately I connected that to the description of Yahweh, because Yahweh is described as a dragon, a great dragon, a large one. Um, you know, it, it, this dragon. <laughs> we we need to get some people connected to us that 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 know right. dragon lore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, do you know something? It, it, it's sort of it's making me wonder. I mean, the thought, the talk of dragons mm-hmm. have gone on forever. Uh, yeah. It's everywhere. Dragons are everywhere. Um, oh, yeah. It well, really does know, make you fucking wonder, mate. It's bad. <laughs> well, and if you go back to some of the older texts, like Sumerians, for example, and Akkadians, they talk about the great dragons that came and conquered and became the rulers on earth then we have all this this interconnectedness people talk about the draconian people the ones that served yes yes the ones that served well what if the draconians were just humans that chose to serve the dragons well you know it's funny you should say that mate because uh, the sarnations they had what they call what you say a unit of uh, the the draconis yeah and they 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 wore a, a green scaled armor and yes. it made them look like like snakeskin and they call them the reptilians well and and look at the look at the temple at the vatican that's a giant dragon that he stands in front of not a snake <laughs> Oh, it is crazy, isn't it? It really is. Well, you people know, confuse. Uh, 
people confuse dragons with what they see in in the cartoons and stuff. But if you go back to the oldest descriptions of de- dragons, they are snakes with wings. You know, they have they have yeah. different faces. They have different faces given to them. Some of them are happy and some of them are angry, but but uh, they are snakes with wings, which takes us back to the serpent in the garden. Even what if it was a dragon? Yeah, it's, it's a possibility. I think well, anything's possible, Raven. Well, and you know, we go back to the, all the stuff that's been occulted from us. But you know, the, the the snake and the dragon was wise, and what did he do? He encouraged those people to find wisdom. <laughs> that fits with one yeah. of our that fits with one of Aramon's dragons. But then you, you have Yahweh who wanted to destroy everybody, and then you got Enlil. They describe Enlil the same way, and Inki is the benefactor. You know, we've always got two sides. We've got one that's positive and helpful, and one that just wants to destroy humanity. Um, it's always that balance. And I don't think we've been able to go far enough back yet to figure out where that balance started. Yeah, yeah. You know, we keep digging further back and we keep getting more and more information released to us. You know, we've got the Sumerian and Akkadian texts. We've got the Zoroastrian text, which was later. And then that stuff gets incorporated into Christianity and Islam and uh, uh, modern Judaism. Um, but in the meantime, we have one group of people who have spread, and what's their their primary emblem? A dragon. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Everywhere they conquer, they take the dragon with them. And yeah, then the Chinese, I, I, the Chinese have always had a dragon. They've always served a dragon emperor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, so, uh, like, like, like dragons we've got uh, the welsh flag has got a red dragon on it now and the anglo-saxons used to have a flag and it was a red background with a white dragon mm-hmm. that used to be the, the anglo-saxon flag um, yeah i, I again, have i have dragons yeah I, I have been digging around trying to find somebody who knows dragon lore as an esoteric or as a, as a mystic not as a, a historian you know a, an academic i need somebody who knows the lore and the mythology more than the than the uh, historical and educational accounts those aren't going to do us any good we need to find out where the common factors are at but you know Aramon's dragons are the seven deadly sins so we know where the seven deadly sins come from. But now where did the Aramon teaching about the seven dragons come from? Exactly. Um, um, I think that's where, we, where we're going to have to go, aren't we, with that one? Definitely. Well, we got, it's come we from, go it's back. from somewhere, mate. It's come from somewhere, it, it, mate, hasn't it? Well, it's universal. You know, here uh, we're talking about dragons. Here in Cherokee, we have what they call Uktene. And I'll say it again so people can understand the pronunciation. It's Uktene. And uh, those are the dragons. And yeah. they, were benef- they were benefactors here. They weren't evil. They weren't, they weren't crippling. They were benefactors here. So what was the difference? Because over there in the Arab and the African countries and through parts of India, the dragons were not so nice. All the way up through the UK and Europe even. 
So was yeah. it just a matter of, of a different dragon? It could have been, couldn't it? Think about it. Like, like saying, more aggressive dragon. Uh, well, more aggressive or more hateful, you know. Um, it, do you do you live? Here's the thing: if you have something as described uh, as a dragon, do you choose to live in peace and harmony and connected to the people that you're with? Or do you try to rule over them and and become a tyrant? Because that's basically the two stories we have. We have the tyrant, which is Yahweh or Izu or Azi Dracur. And then we have the other ones that were considered benefactors. And then when you start getting up north, you start talking about dragons that are evil again. Um, the Chinese have embraced. They've got a dragon emperor. It's not just the person. They have always said that they have a dragon emperor. Do you think that, that, that would be a bloodline thing that way? Man? Well, you know, and that's where we get. And now we're starting to talk about bloodlines. We know that these, these bloodlines claim lineage from the old rulers. Well, yes. all the old rulers go back to dragons. That's curious, isn't it? They certainly do. They certainly do. <laughs> I mean, King so, Arthur, King Arthur Pendragon. <clears throat> Pendragon, yeah. Uh, you know, it, Vlad the Impaler. Vlad the Impaler. Draconis, yeah. Yeah. Draconis. Um, the Romanov yeah. family. The Romanov family. The Romanov family had a dragon crest. Um, that was one of their crests. It's, so the, it's so the, so the curious, well, and you know, they talk about the bloodlines and then you hear people talking about the dragon bloodlines and then you, let's not forget the main family, the pen dragons yes. of the Mediterranean. You know, uh, they even live on an no. island that they even lived on, a, live on an island that is very specifically called Pinto, which means dragon. It's crazy, mate, isn't it? It really is. Well, and, you know, you start making these connections and people listen to you and you're like, oh, my God, that can't be right. That can't be right. But when all these connections take you straight back to dragon lore and rulers that sound like, you know, it sounds like the 10 kings on the earth were 10 dragons. Some were benefactors and some were horses' asses. Yeah, I, I've, I've heard uh, some of the perspective. Well, and and then you had the war of the men of renown that was started between the kingdoms. Well, what if one dragon got greedy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or one bloodline, one bloodline got greedy. You know, it could be that the dragon references are to the seven bloodlines or the ten bloodlines, not actual dragons. There's the other problem that we have. Um, and there's no way to interpret it one way or the other. Because <clears throat> if a family cl claimed to be Draconis, for example, like Vlad the Impaler, yeah. Yeah. then that family would be considered dragon bloodline, right? Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't need a dragon. 
it would just be that bloodline that specifically blood that specific bloodline yeah <clears throat> and the, the characterizations that we have of each dragon could be the characterization of that bloodline one is a leadership one is a conqueror one is a, a one is highly intelligent and and uh technologically developed um one is is slothsome lazy um because you know even even the bloodlines today are, are at war with each other you see it all the time oh you you, you can see can't you man you can see there's uh there's a lot of uh, animosity oh, yeah. between a lot oh, yeah. of these elites uh, well and and, and you know is that is that an attempt to consolidate power again to just fewer bloodlines because that's what they did during the inquisition that's what oh. they did during the roman empire they they consolidated power yeah uh, i mean <clears throat> order out of chaos with that well there you go <laughs> so i mean it's hey crazy. we got somebody else oh i knew this is me this is grub now then grub hey <laughs> g'day g'day you okay today <laughs> what uh, i mean first first thing, uh, thank you very much for joining us um uh, we've just been melting each other's brains <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, I'm bad that way yeah <laughs> yeah that's hey good. and i grew up how you doing yeah what i mean i got me grab how you doing? That's uh, that's the, that's that's the that's the local dialect uh, here. It's from the Darug, the Aramundi tribe. Gotcha. Oh yes. <clears throat> well, now that we're on three be... continents. <clears throat> now we're on three continents. <laughs> we are. We are. We are. Uh, seems to be pretty stable. Uh, we've not had any interference. Yeah. Hey Grub, got a question for you. We were just talking about dragons. Do you have nah, yeah. do you have any lore that comes out of Australia about dragons? Nah, there's, there's that, serpents. Lots lots of serpents and uh, lizards. But actual dragons or flying dragons is um that's uh yeah, not actually here. But they're always referred to as like serpents or lizards. <clears throat> so we've got we've got crocodiles. Mm -hmm. um but actual drawings of like serpents um i'm, I'm unaware of flying serpents or br uh, fire breathing we've got the rainbow serpent now the rainbow yeah. serpent uh created the geographical markers that we all follow and mm -hmm. it also uh carved it leaving the rivers gullies and stuff like this so it's evolved a lot more with water um kind of a male spirit i mean the higher up you go it's a male female so it's actually both Mm -hmm. um uh but they say that it vomited got very very ill <laughs> vomited all <laughs> over the place in northern territory where it created the uh um uranium deposits and they uh, always knew to stay out of that area and that's the place that actually most uranium is mined from most well, almost near pure <laughs> very interesting you know, you know that's a curious thing because here in the southwest they have in Cherokee we call them Uktene. That's the dragons in the southwest where they have the uranium and the uh, 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 radioactive materials. They say that it was a serpent 
that created the caves that that stuff is in. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That that's an awful coincidental. <laughs> well, it is. Yeah, it is. It's, it's near identical. I mean, out here we've also yeah. got the uh, the idea of the rainbow serpent being an eel that was chased by, I think, a goanna, and that created all the cave systems throughout the Blue Mountains in the uh, Great Dividing Range. Wow, and that's a massive network of like. Uh, thousands of kilometers of like tunnels that go from say Oberon tunnel system, which was known as the Janolan Caves, big uh, popular mm -hmm. tourist spot, down yep. into the Bungonian Caves, and then back up to this is this is all the way around the back of Sydney, so it's like encompassing maybe oh, maybe 400 square miles, yeah, up and down. Gonna... And there's tunnels, there. and it's all sandstone too. Yeah, see, that's it's, the way uh, it is out in the southwest too. The southwest is sandstone. And the deposit, the caves, and it's an extensive cave system there. That's where the uranium and the radioactive material is. And they say it was because of the the dragon that, that bored through the mountains there, or through the hills. Yeah, same. Yeah, same that, I mean, the, the one up northern territory. I'm not. Sh I'm not sure if it was. It was the idea that it, that it had tunneled around there. But this is this is the we've got. See, we've got similar. We've got like a south law, and then they've got the the northern law. Uh -huh. So, so Australia is split between the two, and and this is the Aboriginal tribe. So we've got the, the Southern Law and the Northern Law, and so out of that, yep. you've got the, the the two separate versions of the stories. But in a way, they can be combined. Got you. To get got the you. full knowledge, it needs to be you actually need to go to corroboree or meetings between the two to actually corroborate all the knowledge together. Is that I, would love, I would love to set out in the outback at a fire for that one. I would do a long walkabout for that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that was that was uh, what well, what would happen is everyone would be isolated between their own little family groups and 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 you know that people could follow the different tribe. groups and what? yeah, that, 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 that's tribe, that's yeah. right. Yeah, so there'd be different tribal areas, but each one would have a separate uh, law, and then when they have like a certain celebration or the message will go out where a corroboree needs to be made and that's where all the other tribes do get together and then they that's when they kind of sort out all the justices that have been undone and all the uh <clears throat> all the problems within the ecosystem that were going on and and so they would sort it all out then and then they'd all go back out to the tribes again but say if someone married out of turn they could be staying and living together for a certain length of time but when they have their corroboree they know the justice will be served for them doing what they've done. Uh, got you. Yeah, so it's 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 in these big group meetings that they have um, between the two, where they have to basically the elders get together and and discuss what's going on spiritually as well as uh, naturally. Like if there's a problem with the emus, they'd have to get all the emus. Uh, like northern and southern tribes would have an emu totem, and if there's something wrong with the emu population. Yeah, it would be like a totem, like a like your family totem, yeah, like, your like tribal totem. A bit like a, a Native American, like, oh, for example, a Cherokee totem. Yeah, we have, we, have, we have deer and elk and wild potato and wolf. So yeah, those are our totems. Um, right. Here they call here they call them plans. They generally floor, uh, four to each kind of area, or can you have like a multiple? Uh, like you might have six different totems in one clan. 
Or does um, it only max out at four and then you have to go to another place to have another four? Well, with us, we have with us, we have the seven clams. We have uh, blue hair, which were the warriors. And then uh, we have the long hair and then we have the wild potato. Those were our farmers. And then we have the wolf clan who took in people who were from other tribes. Um, <laughs> here we go. I'm going to I'm going to miss a couple of them. We have the deer clan. And then uh, the other one, daggone it. So could they mar- was- inter- intermarry or were they, was it actually full marriage? To if, be able to, um- if you were going to marry between clans, it had to be approved of by the elders and it had to be a good marriage. <laughs> yeah, okay. Right, uh, yeah, right, yeah. But now we were matriarchal. So like if a male married a female, then he became part of her clan. Yeah, okay. So it was like a, a settled kind of a deal. Right? He was, he's the dowry. <laughs> that, that, you want to marry him, you've got to work for us. He, yeah. he was the dowry, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. But we, uh, but, we, but we also had a north and south tribe. We had this, the tribe that was south of the mountains and the tribe that was north of the mountains, and they would have an annual gathering. Yeah, for okay. resolving so very, differences and trade. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, that's fascinating to me. <laughs> yeah. you, know, yeah. you know something? You know, I, I seen um, some documentary actually about Bigfoot. And some uh, Native American Tolsons, and they have a uh, Sasquatch on it. Or yeah, that'll be a. Would it be yeah, Saturday, yeah. That'll be up in the south. That'll be up in the the northwest corner, up Washington, Oregon, up in there. Right. Okay. They're actually at the bottom, holding it up too, aren't they? I think. Yeah. Yeah. They they actually hold the totem pole. What do you mean hold it? They're kind of the bottom of the pillar. You know, they're the one that gets driven into the ground. Ah, So they're the one holding everyone else on top of on top of them. Yes. Like uh, yeah. And then, See, uh, out here, we, out, out here, yeah, each, each tribe has got, say, say an individual might have five different totems. Yeah. Uh, so it's, per, it's... Per tribe, or, or just... Look, uh, I mean, see, see, there's a, there's, there's your family tribe. So there's your yeah. family tribe, which is uh, based on a geographical area, and then you're born into that area. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, depending on where you're born... And what uh, uh, depends on what what particular waterhole your spirit came from, and then that spirit uh, right. enters the man. So the man goes and swims in that in that lake, and then a little a little a little fish will swim up and then leap and then sit itself in his testicles, and then that's <laughs> that's that's how the man is born. And so he's got he's got yeah so he's got his family totem. But then he's got his geographical spirit totem, which is where he's geographically from. Mm-hmm. Then, then he has the the mother's totem, which is that's that's for marriage purposes to to stop right. inbreeding and 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 also for the food that you aren't allowed to eat and the things uh, that your manual tasks that you have to do to look after that that particular animal group and its environment. And then you also have the the I think that's that what's that that's one two, three, and the fourth is your, uh, it, it gets named, it may, you, you might not get the name straight away. So the name develops over time from your personality. 
and that one might end up you being a koala or a wallaby or a, uh, a oh, lizard. It's, it's 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 mainly your personal traits, which That's is your uh, it's like your irintarunga. So it's where yeah. it's where that spirit came from. You know, it's like yeah. your yeah. 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 It's like our coming of age. We get a name when we come of age. You're very similar. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you might you might get it when you're young. Just because you, you can't shut up or you can't sit still or something. <laughs> it's very oh, yeah. obvious. Yeah, that, you know what I mean? yeah, that happens yeah. with us too. It, we'll have we'll have children who are very small who will get named um, because they already have the trait, you know. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. So that's but, yeah. But the actual but breeding that's our is the, yeah, the breed the breeding or the the, the marriage the marriage totem is always there's only ever four within within a certain mm-hmm. area. So you've got a cross and then you've got a circle. Well, generally could be shaped like an oval shape or a shield mm-hmm, generally right. referred to as a shield and then you got the four quarters of the shield and then you could marry uh, uh directly 90 degrees to you okay. from each corner but you couldn't marry across across the cross so uh yeah. north couldn't marry south or top couldn't marry bottom and east couldn't marry west or left or right and these okay. these traits would say north would be kangaroo south of bee emu and then lizard and fish and so you could you could go like 90 degrees or the 40 like the 45 down to the corners but you couldn't marry directly opposing yourself if you did that you you're like like you, you're looking at execution they will Ooh, run you down okay, yeah. that was the absolute it was the worst the worst thing that you could do is marry out of those four Wow. And so I don't know if that actually had something to do with a genetic uh, disposition that if, 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 you, if you did cross, you would start to get like uh, genetic problems, cancers could be. and, and uh, inbreeding and whatnot, you know? So it could, yeah, I mean, I mean, it, well, when, it, when, when they checked the Aboriginal DNA, the genetics from you know, ancient samples, they found that there was more genetic diversity between Aboriginal tribes from d- the different states to say us and people from Pakistan. <laughs> wow. It was it was that diverse that it was yeah, even though even though they may have you know quite a quite you know looked the same, you know, all all dark skinned and, and mainly curly hair. They they still didn't um like the traits between the actual genetic diversity was 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 defined, eh? <laughs> that's that's some, and, that's a, that's fantastic though. You know, and it yeah, makes I sense. I love that. One. I love it. But but you know, the marriage thing makes sense to me because that would keep your traits within your totem, and, and you might yeah, you might yeah. be trying to. <laughs> well, and you would be trying, and you would you might be trying to keep from bringing in bad traits by mixing. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It was so, it was so a that, big sin. It was like the number one. Uh, people ch- were chased out of their tribal lands right up to the 1970s for doing that, mm. 1950s and Gosh. stuff. And that was actually the last okay. desert people found that were still living out on country was uh, two, kind of uh, two people bit. that married out of turn. And so they ran, they fled. And then by that stage, everyone else came back in and, and turned into the uh, stockades, like uh, the stock routes and everything. And mm. they were still out there in the desert. <laughs> And then they actually had a family out there and they came back in and in the end, I think by 1972, they actually went out and found them and brought them back. They didn't want to come. They were, they were on their last legs, but they didn't want to come back in, but yeah, they came back in lived for another 20, 30 years or something. Wow. So, so the tribes, 
allowed them. That's nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, they forgave me. I hate to, yeah, I, right. I hate yeah. to think of the the negotiations that went on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. How, yeah, I mean, still to this day, there there is there's a few pure bloods. There's a, there's a few out there, um, very old, but they still very much um, stick to their law. Like uh, you, you go at some of these very isolated places, and um, they might have a like a the, the government has maybe built them some buildings. Kind of mm-hmm. outhouses and uh, kind of concrete block kind of areas, but other than that, maybe a bore. They've got a bore for water. A few things like that. Yeah. But other than that, they're, they're still fine oh. living out there. Yeah, they'll they'll yeah. still put curses on each other and curse the school. <laughs> <laughs> Can't go in there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, with me, uh, with 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 the people here, if you're going to marry between clans, you have to get approval from the elders. And it has to be a good. It has to be a good match. It also has to be beneficial to her clan. Um, they have kind of gotten away from that some over the last couple of decades, but there are still some serious traditionals about that here. Um, it's like me. I'm Wolf Clan, and my family has always been Wolf Clan. We welcome people in, but. We're wolf clan because we're herbalists. We go out and we harvest roots and herbs and plants and things like that. And uh, that was part of the wolf clan's doing. Um, Why? Because wolves know what to eat in the woods to heal themselves. Yeah, they're they're omnivores, aren't they? Yep. Yep. That's hectic. (laughs) But, you know. See, we've uh, got dingoes out here. That's that's weird. The the dingo, they, they think. They're not. Yeah, there's still some some mystery about the dingo out here, but it was definitely they hung around the tribes. They just stuck like dog shit, you know. <laughs> yep. Follow them around, and and they they kind of helped each other, and it was a very strange way. It was it was kind of incorporated in somehow. They just kind of joined each other, you know, in a strange way. Like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, we 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 have tribes here that the wolves were never really. They were never really domesticated, but they were assistants. They assisted each other. Yeah, um, right. But then we have we have tribes here that domesticated too. That's where your Malamute and your Husky come from. Yeah, um, okay. Up north, right, yeah. up north, and then some of the hunting dogs that 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 were native to the United States were were originally domesticated by tribes. Coyotes and um, uh, what foxes? Yeah, foxes there. Yeah, we do foxes. have foxes. But uh, yeah. the wolves, the wolves were were hybridized um, to uh, create hunting dogs. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Well, so they were they were domesticated with the DNA, Raven. Well, you know, they they some of them. Uh, there's a northern tribe that they uh, they had uh, two different kind of wolves, and they ended up being fantastic hunting dogs for bear. Um, but they literally took two different kind of wolves and put them together, and that was a tribal thing. That wasn't a. That so they knew later. breeding. This this is, this is, yeah, this is something I've been I've been I've been working on. Um, um, I think uh, the the whole matriarchal, or say we we call it out here the woman's law or the uh, women's business. So mm-hmm. here it's it's split up between men's business and women's business. And there were yeah. certain sites that each other could not go to. You know, it was a big no no. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, and yeah. Uh, so, I think women sat around all day discussing who's good with who. <laughs> I 
along the phenotypes and displays, like you're saying, these these traits that get displayed. And, and if, if you're doing that for thousands and thousands of years, you're going to get pretty fucking good at picking it, A. Yep. You know? So like you're yep. saying, when you said the elders have to give approval, in, in what in what things are they looking for? Is it is it is like physical aspects or phenotype type of – is it genetics that they're actually – Kind of, kind of working on like without knowing it. If you, if you know what if, I mean, is it? If you is that the discussion you, that takes place, or if you look at the way that things are done, they they first of all they know family lines, so they know they know that this family can't mix with that family because they're related. That's the first thing. Yeah. So you don't get the so you don't get the inbreeding. The second so thing they, that they do. So, sorry, but some of them uh, disregard that though. Yeah. Well, we've. Try I have example, seen some of that too. Oh, that's Bristol the law. That's, that's that's the yeah, oh, yeah. That's Bristol right. That's, this is yeah. This is my point. See, matriarch took over from the oh, the from the no, the patriarch took over the matriarch the way, yeah. and started breeding out of these lines and creating yes. another yes. disposition in, in yeah yeah. So yeah, so, that's that was my idea in this. Yeah. Again, Ravens link, linking it back up, and now yeah, we're well, inbreeding, interbreeding <laughs> royal families. But you know, the thing with <laughs> us is, it's like. Here, if the ladies are the ones that are making the decisions, not the kids, then you'll see that they'll they'll split couples up because they just know, no, this is not going to happen. Because what happens is, is we know I talk to some of the older ladies and they know that if these two families marry, you're going to end up with a sloth. He's not going to be good for the tribe or his wife, um, the kids, the children. Um, right. We got some families that don't breed because when they have in the past, they created violent offspring these are memories these are memories that 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 our clan mothers have and they try to this is yeah this is what i think is there the very secret stuff the women's business um so so and and no they do not let the men in on what they're talking about (laughs) yeah yeah that's exactly what i thought because it'd be like hey you could take control of it yeah well you know it was the lady it was the lady cherokee and the lady creek um the, the matriarchs that, that bred some of our uh, uh, turkey, um, quail, pheasant, the birds, the wild game birds. Oh, wow. Um, it was the matriarchs that, that domesticated them for, for people who were our farmers, our, our growers. Yeah, right. Um, so that in and of itself shows that, you know, there was some serious knowledge that was held by the tribes for a long oh, time. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're trying to um, do it now with like magical machines and and technology to work out genetics, and it's like, bro, you, you could have just asked these fellas, man, but you killed them all. <laughs> we could have exactly, remembered this mate. shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe that's why they did it. Well, and the elders have a way of looking at people, the, at least the spiritual ones. They can look people in the eyes, and they can read them. And I, I don't know if that makes sense to people who are listening to us, but they can look at you and they can read you. They know your disposition by your the way you stand, the way you talk, the way you present yourself. Uh, um, and, and it's it's a skill that they've gotten from their mothers and their grandmothers. Um, you know, men, we just get on the porch and, and BS with each other. <laughs> um, <laughs> women, women, women have a women have a whole different way of looking at men when there's a gathering. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. You're not wrong. It's kind of all all been um, absorbed now into women loving 
uh, soap operas and dramas, you know? And it's like, that's near what they used to discuss, but it was on such a like metaphysical level and genetics and shit, you know, it was being degraded to watching dramas and housewife fucking dramas and shit on TV, you know? And it's like, well, TV programming's by design, you know, yeah. it, yeah. it, it corrupts, it infiltrates, it, it creates false ideas, it manipulates. Yeah, yeah. It's the evil of mankind. Well, you know, I, it, I don't it, know. It, See, I, I don't know. I've got this feeling, right, that like the coherency of this supposed culture that we have, this Western culture. Yeah. In in like, there's something we were talking about this yesterday. In in like, it it is a cult, and a cult needs to be run by a small group of people. And if you look at media, bro, you got Rupert Murdoch, you've got like a handful of people that, that run most of Western media mm-hmm. to be able to make a mass community on a random scale, like placed around the world to have a coherent message. And if we destroy that on purpose, like knowingly, which is what we're doing, we're, you know, like we're going to have to expect that it's going to go fucking totally decentralized. So it's going to be chaotic. Yeah, and may, maybe they know this, and this is they're, they're, they're you know they're, they're grasping at straws to go, bro. If we fucking lose this, the West no longer exists because the West is based on this narrative that we've got. If they want to destroy it and they know it, what are you, what are you going to replace it with? It's going to be this vacuum. But somebody is going to yeah. try and take it over again. But I mean, that's that's like a. It's gonna happen, it, it, right? If we want to yeah, dismantle yeah. this shit, it's gonna fucking happen, and it's and it's, it's like we need to have a fucking answer for that before this crumbles. <laughs> do you know, what I mean? it's, it's, like, it's like we just mentioned that um, they want chaos, so then order. They they're good at reorganizing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's what well, they want, it, they've been. Yeah, they they've been at the same thing for about four to six thousand years and they they're seeing it crumble it's getting less and less manageable of course that's part of the depopulation they figure if they can get the population down enough that they can manage but we have such a conflict between eastern and western ideologies that they either have to do away with western ideology and western culture as it is now or they're gonna have to create a separation (laughs) it's gonna have to be like a wall Mm. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, see, the thing is, I don't think then, like, if we get totally decentralized, and then, like, uh, I mean, it, it almost is at the moment. I mean, CNN's getting, getting miserable views. We had a, an Australian new TV morning show come out. It got fourteen views. Wow, fourteen. 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 Yeah. Well, less yeah. than fifty. Oh, yeah, oh, that's yeah. funny. That's funny. Well, you know, here in the United uh, States, so, see, bro, they must be fucking panicking. Oh yeah. Like, well, here, what the fuck are these people watching? <laughs> well, they're they're watching us. Thank God. Who's the fourteen people? That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, strange. Well, it's just like that CNN one. You, they, they just yeah. They 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 pulled it after a week or something, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. They couldn't get any viewership and. And uh, in the United States, the national media viewership is off like 90%. Yay! <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but, uh, what, what are people watching? 
they're watching stuff that they that's all over the internet. That's that seems to be the the switch. Um, and yeah, and podcasters yeah. and and alternative information, we might be making a dent. And if that's the case, look out because the internet will go. <laughs> mm. Hey, uh, and that is a good shout, that uh, Raven. Um, there's every possibility of that happening. I hope it doesn't. Because uh, I, you know, but saying that, we would find a way. Well, you know, there's always a way. They they say that they, uh, you know, I, I did a, a podcast a while back called When Voices Go Silent, and I explained how they had silenced books and how they have altered things. And the, the problem that you have is we can create our own websites, but then yeah. they can block us. They can block us at the DNS server level, at the matrix servers. Um, so even if we had our own website to put up all of our own stuff, you know, like Rockfin, for example, um, or Spreaker, where, where I'm at, um, they can just block that so nobody can access it. On like everyone's now say on Facebook now, fa- Facebook's a real local localized type of uh, app, isn't it? So you get in contact, like if you want to say something on Facebook, all your neighbors and your closest people that you know are kind of knowing what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Now you you're on Twitter. I don't know anyone on Twitter. I don't either. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, don't I just, either. yeah, I, I use it to, to like, uh, talk shit. But I mean, there's a lot of people on there that don't necessarily do that. Yeah, but those well, groupings, those groupings right. get smaller and smaller and smaller. So it's like, yeah. it's, I, I remember seeing this video about, you, you know what these furries are? People, people are got this, this, this sexualized idea of dressing up as furries. They think they're a fucking, dog so they dress up like a dog right yeah they fully lived the part no, they funny. were infiltrated back in the day so there was this small isolated group of people that were doing their thing just doing their thing right and then they started to get together in real life and meet up and have conventions and things and they got to dress up and do their thing then all of a sudden they said that there was this idea spread throughout the community that one particular person because of their political views, he had to be discussed among the people mm. on a critical level, wow. right? And then this particular dude, he was, you know, he was one of the convention holders. So he's up, he was up there in the popular, in, in, in the group and everything. And then eventually this guy cracked it because of the stuff they were saying. And they were basically saying the idea that he wants to basically become an authoritarian and own the movement. Hmm. So he started dressing up with this red strap on his arm with a white oh, circle on it, with a oh, black shit. paw on it. Damn. Like, you guys black. want to be like this and that, and you want me to be like that, then I'm going to be it. And he made his little, his little like red, red band with a little black paw on it and everything. <laughs> <laughs> but you could watch this dude's life just spiral out of control. Eh? And it's like, I'm starting looking at the thing and I'm like, was that a fucking uh, test run? Because now you've yeah. got thousands. Everyone's been pushed to all these thousands of small, isolated little groups all over the internet. Mm-hmm. And now they know that now. Now they don't want to talk about it publicly because they get ridiculed, yeah. or they don't know what they're talking about because no one else is involved with that group. Like us, like some of the things that we talk about, we can't go and talk, talk to them. You got to start from the beginning, and you're oh, fuck. Where do I start? You know? Yeah. Yeah. So. so, so, so uh... 
So now I'm wondering how how many people are now getting dropped in to then divide these communities even further. So there is well, a complete know. disintegration in 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 any relationship at any level, in every aspect of your life. And now, because I mean, these people are doing it almost like like back in the day when you know a man a, a, a CEO goes home and he gets his own little dress out and goes into the closet and dresses up and I'm a pretty girl. <laughs> <laughs> now these people had their place to be able to let that out publicly with other people that could relate like that. Like and then furries. somebody came in and, and divided them. Bam, that's it. And they're and at the moment when they're doing their thing, they're exposed. They're so exposed doing their 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 thing that they, you know, they're they're not not their fetish. I mean it could be a fetish, but they're relating with other people that do this thing, you know? Yeah. And they're exposed yeah. in that moment. And then bang, they are well, open you know, for manipulation so hard, eh? And I think that's what's um, happening at the moment. It's total, total control, man, of this, like you said, this order out of chaos. Yeah. Well, you know, somehow, it goes back to yeah. that. It goes back to that thing about Eremon. Is we'll yeah, divide duality. Well, duality, but also yeah. the, the subdivisions. First, they will d- divide into one regions, and then people within those regions, and then the people within those regions will subdivide until nobody gets along with each other. Uh, I yeah, mean, that's a, that's right yeah. out of the old writings. That's amazing. Uh-huh. We'll talk about this. The, the how, how Zoroastrianism is such a yeah. fucking personal, individual-based belief system. Yeah. Exactly. I, I really, yeah, I believe that as well, mate. Right? But then, how the magi? Yeah, but like you, like like you were saying, um, uh, general, that those like the magi somehow used though they would call it a demon, but it would be a particular aspect about someone that could be manipulated. Yep. And it, it's just such a personal level like that. This Zoroastrianism and like even Araman, the, the the description of it is so universally based across things. With the yes. divide and 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 ah, oh, it's just fascinating, man. It is, well, and, and, and it's not all bad. It's we've talked about these uh, the dragons of what they uh, basically went, went to and linking it up with uh, seven deadly sins. Yeah, the seven and dragons of Eremon. Yeah, they uh, match up. No, they that's match yeah, up. okay. Well, they right. match. Um, they match up with with the seven deadly sins. Yeah, and that's yeah. what that's what we were talking about before you joined us. Just <laughs> yeah, that's right, the, the, the dragons. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, I've I've, got, I've been I've been hearing about the Zoroastrianism with these two particular serpents that need to be kept separate, mm-hmm. and then there was going to be a lord or or a, a man born a king that is going to like unintentionally, but with action and with the public's um, when the public's distracted and drunk and debaucherous. These two serpents will reconnect, and then when these serpents connect, that's 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 when you know hell breaks loose. I mean, that's I, when I the, think... their end times is supposed to begin, or a big battle is yeah. supposed to begin. But I'm just, yeah. I, can't, I can't remember what these two particular just, serpents were. But just just by you saying that, Grub, right? Um, Raven, it would, could this possibly be the Azzi, what you mentioned mm. previously? Well, you know, in in the uh, in the Zoroastrian teachings, they talk about the Azi, which are the seven dragons. But the specific one was Azi Drakur. That's the one that wanted to destroy everything. And curiously, while, while Grub was talking, that brought up Ragnarok to me. Ragnarok. Oh. <laughs> the, right, dragon this... the, 
the dragon at the end of time that that oh. seeks, goes out and destroys. Yeah, it reminds me. You see a lot of those statues of the woman, the woman goddess, holding the two serpents at arm length apart. Hey, mate, she's yeah, trying brilliant. to keep them apart. You know what I mean? The two beasts, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. fucking keeping them apart. As exactly. well. I, I, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Well, you know, it's a curious thing with me because uh, I have a I have a gargoyle standing on a Celtic cross that covers my whole back. Okay. And it's a gargoyle. Nice, it's, it's it's an old school gargoyle. The wings come up over my shoulder, and the cross goes all the way to the bottom of my back. And it's a Celtic knot cross. So you know how long that tattoo took. Then I have four. I have four dragons. I have one on each part of my leg. One is water. One is lightning. One is fire, and one is earth. Each one balances the other. So either way that you go, they balance each other as far as strengths. And then you were talking about the four, the, the oval cross. I've got that on my arm with four feathers hanging off of it. No, it's an I, Indian symbol too, is it? Is it a shield? Yeah. Yeah, oh, it's a shield. Me. That's the Durham and, tribe symbol, bro. It's carved out but, here but, on sandstone. But, <laughs> but, that's what I, but that's what I've got on my uh, arm. I've got, the, I've got the oval cross circle with four feathers hanging off of it. I've got my wolf clan mask, the, the clan mask. Um on my uh, upper arm and then on the other side i got four lightning bolts <laughs> so you sound like a fucking berber but see but that's what makes me wolf clan I, I i adopt all of the things necessary so that i can move uh, between the clans yeah uh, fuck yeah do, do you know that's what baby do you know, do you know what i think i need you know i just mentioned a wolf clan mask i need that mask <laughs> well, you and i you and i will have to uh, get together and get me an address and I'll, I'll get somebody here to make you one and send it to you oh a proper one. Oh, nice one mate uh, yeah it'd be cedar wood or something isn't it yeah they'll make it well here they'll make it out of here they'll make it out of a uh, uh, what they call basswood it's a softwood but that's no, nice yeah, okay that's what we make our traditional I'll, I'll get somebody to make one for you it to oh, it's incredible, that mate. Thank you very much. Seriously, <laughs> I've seen the book. Uh, I've seen. I've seen. Um, there's uh, uh, Sabe Sasquatch masks as well, isn't there? Sabe, that's a, that's a northwest. Oh yeah, they they have them up in the northwest. Yeah, okay. um, yeah. But it's but it's part of a ceremony. You not know anything about it. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I've, I think I've seen a video uh, of it on on YouTube. He dan- he's, he's got really? this full full garb on, and he's dressed like a like a Sasquatch. But he's dancing <laughs> on the beach somewhere. Yep. So there's there there's a few images of yep. it somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. There's well, and there's some footage. There's some footage that they did way back in the '60s too that has come back to the surface again. Oh, right. But you know the drag the dragon thing is interesting because we have the creation stories here and in Australia about it being a serpent that that created, um, and and then at the end we have a, a serpent that's going to destroy. Now that's that's an interesting juxtaposition again, um, mm. complete contra- contradiction. Um, mm. or it's yeah, it's, a, it's of, uh, yeah. yeah. So we have a myth out here that the dragon was chased away, or that the serpent was chased away by an eagle, and the eagle then brought its reins with it. Yeah, see, here, here, 
Um, ours <laughs> here, ours laid down and created the mountains that shelter us. Yes, that's the same. Very, very, very same. See, we've got that's what I mean. We've, like, we've got all the different tribes there uh, or language groups had their own specific stories in their own language and they're all slightly yeah. different and that's why that's why for it to be a coherent story they all had to be combined mm -hmm. but to keep right. the power right. separate and not centralized each one kept it to themselves it was their own tribal secret knowledge. And so that way, it, no one could actually take total power, spiritual power over everybody. Yeah, yeah so the other like bit that kept itself. That's right. You had your bit yeah, to keep. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, and that and happened some... here. That happened here with the Cherokee. The uh, wild potato clan used to be the bear clan. And what they had done is they had tried to consolidate power. And the other clans actually made war on them. <laughs> and uh, they, removed the, they removed the bear clan and changed their name to Wild Potato. And there has been peace between the clans since. But this is a long, long time ago. Okay. But, like, if you think about it, Wolf Club sounds dope as fuck. And then Sweet Potato <laughs> Clan, you'd be like that. What the fuck is it's about for that? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that's that. That was a heck of a demotion from 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 bear clan to wild potato. Really? Um, is it that would it would that have been like really like uh, disrespectful back then? Well, it, it the wild potatoes that grew here were necessary for for the tribe to survive yeah. because it was one of our natural food stocks. Um, but they basically got demoted from priests. <laughs> Uh, for lack of a better word, from priests to gardeners. <laughs> priests to gardeners? Mm. Yeah, they, they would, what, 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 Raven, what would have been like the main reason for that? Well, it was just, uh, they, they were corrupt. They were trying to take out the power, centralize it, yeah. Combine yeah, the dreams. Yeah. Combine do you the think dreams. Do you think that's like um, an early form of mass manipulation? Well, they were trying to consolidate tribal power. Justice. And, <laughs> and, tribal and, justice. And, and the, the, northern and, the northern and southern Cherokee got together and said, no, this is not happening. Um, so they, they, they got rid of the elders <laughs> um, yeah. and, and the people who were in charge. And they brought the children into the other clans and raised them. Uh, and then, and yeah, then yeah. when they were older, they were they were given their own clan the the wild potato clan um and that's a story that my people don't tell very often but you know this is this is a time when people need to know their history i yes. can't agree with yeah. you anymore mate this is brilliant uh, i love it we all need I to be really grounded do. and talking we about do. getting grounded how, how how much of this this original american history leads back to general and and original like pre-celtic um English yeah. and, and Irish Aboriginals. Good, good shout there, mate. Because, uh, well, you know, yeah, if you look at the Irish, um, like uh, uh, the Irish Olam, I think it's called Olam, the, the original Irish text, around the same time, was, it was around Phoenician time as well. So it was fairly, their culture lived right, right, right up to the, to the last minutes until um, the Normans came and destroyed the Irish. But they had uh, uh, a system of these letters and these letters directly related to 12 plants or however many trees 
And then those trees directly related to a specific type of season, which then related to a specific star, which then related to uh, uh, down the line, you know, like a dreaming. It was, a, yeah. it was a, the song lines, you know, like the, yep. like if you say you're bear clan, it just doesn't mean shit. It means all these other things that are associated with bear, its habitat, the environment, yep. the seasons, the fucking, like everything that, that, that was taught, you know what I mean? Yep. And the Irish still had that kind of fucking way of living. And, and I'm sitting here seeing very similar relationships between here in Australia with Aboriginal uh, the, the, the way their language is, their language was incorporated across the entire landscape. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So you, like a, a letter, one drawing of a letter just was not enough to be able for a description for all this thing that that was supposed to represent. So even the Irish with the trees, they had this, this, the, like the oak, they had this, the, the spruce, then they had the pine. And then there was, a uh, what's, what's the other trees you got over there? He could, yeah, and then um, elm, elm walnut. tree, and then walnut. Wall, yeah, yeah, one it was one of the nut tree, yeah, the walnut. I'll and, tell you what, I, a weeping willow. How does that look for all of you? A willow, yeah, yeah, yeah I think what it willow. Willow. Was, yeah. And they would get these Will sticks from each plant, and they would carve the letter on each one, and then for geomancy, they would toss them like tossing the bones. So the ceremonies, I'm sitting there going, bro, general, general, like you might as well carve your own wolf clan fucking mask. Because <laughs> how far back when you were actually part of that clan, you know? Like, well, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting too, that, that here in the States, we have two different, two very distinctly different peoples. We have the, the Eastern peoples, and then we have the Western peoples and they're very, very distinctly different. And then we have the Southwestern, which came up from the Inca and the Maya. So you have three different native bands or native groups that live here. Um, and the Eastern peoples like me, the Cherokee, the Creek, the Iroquois, the Algonquin, the Mohawk, we have red hair, light skinned people that keep popping up no matter how dark our skin is. Mm. <laughs> it is yep. it's fascinating. It really is. Um, you know, it's like me. I, I'm, a, I'm a strange one. I was born with almost a white hair. And then it turned red and stayed red until I was about three. And then it turned black and stayed black. And now it's turning red again, if you can, I, I, red and, and white again <laughs> at, at, at my age. Um, and, and, sil and silver. <laughs> jet black hair, but born with like, blonde. And then it would go, yeah, by the time you know, we were around, he had like jet black hair. Fuck are you, a wog? He's no, nah, he's fucking Irish as man, old school Irish, bro. <laughs> well, you know, my family are my family are part Irish. Um, I've got about a quarter that's Irish right, yeah. and, and three quarter Cherokee. Um, that's the reason why I've got the gargoyle with the Celtic cross on my back. Um, you know, I, I carry that on my back. You know, uh, people uh, don't understand that symbology, but um it's very interesting too that we have coptic writing that was found in our mounds here which shows that the phoenicians were trading here mm, yeah i've heard the um uh this olam writing as well uh-huh the olam writing that you'll find it up in the uh, northeast you know like maine um new hampshire vermont up through there where the heavy timber was at which makes sense yeah, because okay. yeah because because they would have been shipbuilders that, well, they, they're the Irish Sea, bro. They're obsessed with the sea, man. You know, all oh, the yeah. Irish Sea and the yeah. stories and the, and the, and the, like, uh, mermaids and the, uh, the Celts. The Fabolians, mate. The, the Fabolians. Yeah, the Fabolians, yeah. The sea. Yeah. Uh, to well, and that. 
Well, and the Tuatha yeah. and the, and the, uh, the Roma from up north. But, you know, it's really interesting, too. The, the Coptic writing, the Phoenician stuff, is found in Michigan, where the uh, yes. copper is mined. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. That, that copper that copper is found all over the Arab Peninsula and Mediterranean. Yeah. So there was there's an island. Trade. I think there's an island on the on the uh, on the lake. There's a big island. Big big. It's a big long thin long island, and and that island's covered with these uh, mines and like mm-hmm. all sorts of shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, on the upper peninsula of Michigan too, which is between the lakes, is covered in my old mines. But so that yeah, shows okay. that the Phoenicians, the Phoenicians were trading all the way into into the Great Lakes. Yeah, it was Solomon's mines, I reckon. <laughs> or so some, some some people say is that's where Solomon got all of his equipment. Yeah. But we have so much deception. You know, a very good example is yeah. just the hang, hanging Babylon, the hanging gardens of Babylon. Um, they say that that was in the Arab countries somewhere, but it, that, that's it's right out in the open in Peru. You can find them. It's it's on the road of the ancients in Peru. Um, those We've terraced gardens like have ley lines that go directly to Babylon. I bet, I bet you, if you do ley lines, you'll find some of those roads that are in exactly what you're saying in Peru that draw mm-hmm. a straight line with roads directly straight to fucking Babylon, or at least yeah. Tyre and, and, and the pyramids. <laughs> yeah, there'll be monuments on the way. <laughs> well, there are Pro- uh, proving it. You know? <laughs> have you Have you guys ever heard of Carl Monk? Oh, uh, I think no, I have. I all right. See, I'm giving away my 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 seniority, I guess. Um, there was a guy who came out in the 70s and the 80s, and the guy's name was Carl Monk. It's M-U-N-C-K-E. He did mathematical calculations on the pyramids. When he did that, the num- the and the math was solid math. This is the thing. Solid math connected it to Stonehenge. Connected it to, well, the original site of Stonehenge, connected it to monolithic sites here in the United States, including <laughs> there is a sphinx off the Florida Everglades. And no, he found un- underwater. Yeah. In the, yeah, right. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he found yeah. it mathematically. Nobody would have ever known it was there. If it hadn't have been for him and his mathematical calculations and his mathematical calculations from the pyramids connects up with things that we know were at least 15 to 18,000 years old. Yeah, that's that's the cool thing about doing these lines is that you can actually like uh, say if you were to map out a pentagram or, or say um, Solomon's key or the, the you know, the. The pentagram of protection over Babylon, and you did get where those lines intersect. You'd find something, mate. <laughs> hey, a bit, a bit like Grub, a bit like Rene Le Chateau, the mountains in France. Yes. Um, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Fucking. Well, what are those? What are those vertical stones that that go out across the the landscape in France? You know what I'm talking about? They just go on for miles and miles and miles. The Pyrenees. Yeah. That's the Pyrenees mountains, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's these big, big. It's a big wall almost. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, here in the in the United States, outside of Trinidad, Colorado, they got this place that's called Wall. That's what it's called, Wall, Colorado. And what it is is it's Stonewall, Colorado. And when you get up close to it, these look like giant megalithic stones that are built as a solid wall for miles. Yeah, right. And, Fucking hell. <laughs> and, and people ignore the fact that these look like they are laid stones, just like you see in Peru or anywhere else. 
And then, uh, do you guys, are you guys familiar with uh, Mesa Verde, where the old people lived in the in the uh, yeah cliffs? up in the cliff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you look at the uh, bottom of the pictures that they put out, there are megalithic stones that they have covered with their reconstruction. All right, I'll fuck off. Have a look at that. Man, there was about four hundred people living in there, wasn't it? If you look cliffside, if you look at the cave system that's in behind some of those. I swear you could have had 14,000 people living there. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, right. It's madness. Uh, now, they had something to do all, with the people. Sorry, yeah. No, mate. All I'm saying about it is there's that much, there is that much information that we need. That information, the amount of information that we're sharing, it's, it's incredible. <laughs> it really is. It's. It's, it's magic. <laughs> we are working magic right now, by definition. But you know, the interesting thing about the, the Mesa Verde and those cliff dwelling sites is they have reconstructed the dwellings. And if you go in and you look at the base, if you step back and take a picture, you can see these megalithic stones underneath it. And then yeah. the, the old city, which is what the Cherokee call it, the old city over in Tennessee rather than let people explore it they put a dam up and flooded it and now you can't even scuba dive there and that is the cherokee old city and what the cherokee say is that's the city that the old people lived in it wasn't even ours and it's megalithic stone right yeah right say so that there could be sites uh, you know what what have yet to be discovered for all we know we don't know do we uh, well, we keep and, that much from we, us anyway Here's here's something for you, Grub. Grub, do you guys have do do this? Do the Australians have stories about giants? Of you know, ours here were said to be somewhere between eight and ten feet tall, and and my tribe has memories of them. They were friends to us. We got we got the Yowies, we got Dulga or uh, Janjiri, Jindaring, and stuff like that. You know, Bigfoot, but um. There's there's a story of in the in the northern law of Quinken, and Quinken is the same. It's some type of a, it's kind of half spiritual, half real entities, but they can get mad and angry. And there was this one particular one that was a man eater that would thump around the the land, and um, it would sound like the like thunder when he would walk. And um, they managed to get him and chop him up, but uh, he was covered in hair. He was basically a description of a yowie, but bigger than a yowie. But for actual giants doing things in the lands, the, they were uh, they like uh, they were spirit entities themselves. So, like uh, the mountains, at some stage um kind of were alive so they could pick and choose what they wanted to be all the different trees and the plants and the rocks could pick and choose what they wanted and they're all swapping it came madness and so he had to put a stop to it and that's why the rocks and everything are frozen now the way they are but for actual giants yeah it becomes it could it once i think in some of the other stories, like because like here these stories are supposed to be the dawn of time so they could be going back fucking thousands and thousands upon thousands, tens of hundreds of thousands of years. 
See, that's the way ours are too. Yeah, as far as but, time yeah, for is. the Giants, but yeah, the only thing we had was uh, <laughs> he 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 was a Quinkin that went rogue, basically. Well, see here, and it became here a Giant. <laughs> here we have two groups. We have we have the we have the one group that weren't covered in hair. And they were kind of reddish haired and they, they were said to be eight or 10 feet tall and they worked yeah. with the tribes. And then we had the ones that went crazy out West and they had to be run into a cave and set on fire because they yeah, were, yeah, that was the redhead ones. Yeah. 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 That's Lovelock uh, cave. Is it? I think. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's still evidence of them in there and they, they pulled skeletons out and went to the Smithsonian never to be seen again. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But, but their see, shoes, now, I think their shoes were found and they were fucking big, Big like uh, handmade well, reed shoes or something. Yeah, well, it's on top of We also have Bigfoot, which we call Sabe. Sabe, Sabe. yeah. And and they're completely different. They're they're semi physical, semi spiritual entities. They can, I don't know what they do. They they get, like one minute they're not there, and the next minute they're standing there, which is really creepy. You know, a buddy um, of mine had said a buddy of mine had brought up something. Now he he he's into fiber optics, right? He says, what if their hair works like a fiber optic system and that the filaments in their hair can blend them into the background? And we have heard stories like this. <clears throat> Did we lose grub? No, 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 Go on, mate. Go on. I'll, I'll, I'll pop it after you for uh, finish, mate. Go on. It's okay. The um, the all the mythos here with this stuff is exactly that. They're all kind of half spirit, half mm -hmm. here, half not. So it's um, that even the Quinkin are some type of they see. We here we've got like uh, the ancestor spirits, and that's what these spirits are, and they don't necessarily can be like happy spirits. Now, each yeah, one of true. these spirits have uh, um, mirror images, which are natural from, from the landscape, which is that representation in the person that displays certain traits, you become a kangaroo. Mm -hmm. That's that particular elemental spirit that's there, that's connected right. to your spirit. So that's your mirror image type. That like uh, sort of shape-shifting type and stuff. Kind kind of it's it's right, it's tricky. Right. There's like there's like different groups, but even then they have their own clans and and groups and family groups as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, um, but they're all they're all spirit though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, uh, go ahead. Are you go, go ahead. familiar with an entity? I've mentioned this before to you, group, I think uh, the Eliaud. Um, e l i o u d. Uh, they are. Um, a hermit entity, like a uh, Nephilim, uh, I think uh, related lineage, direct lineage to Nephilim. Hmm. I, I think, think I think people are thinking that now. Yeah, like uh, they're like uh, not Nephilim, but Nephilim hybrid. They're more yes. human than they are God. More human, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, okay, and they are but they do have those uh, supernatural abilities, such as well, you know, <laughs> teleportation. Probably got portals on the back. Yeah, and, almost yeah, angelic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Well, here we have we have what they call the Cherokee lights, and I don't know if you've ever heard people talk about them, but we literally have glowing orbs that will go out through the mountains, <laughs> and you don't follow them. It's like the willow the wisp. <laughs> you don't yeah. follow them. Um, We've got uh, Min Min lights that are like that. Yeah, yeah well, see, and, and some people some people are are connecting those orbs that we see to Bigfoot. In, in things that in Sabe in in their sightings, which is kind of interesting to me, um, because we don't connect the two of them. They're two completely different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's there's a there's a big there's a big idea of people actually trying to keep those two things separate. Well, you know, for They're us, trying, it's, it's, yeah. for us, we see we see these lights, and they've they've taken to calling them Cherokee lights because you see the mountains that used to be the Cherokee territories. But you'll see them, you know, going along the mountain. Um, I've seen them go right up the, the ridge here beside my house, but I don't pursue them. Um, but I do the courtesy thing. Um, we have this thing, you know, you acknowledge them. Um, and you thank, yeah. you thank them for passing through and not hanging around. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I've told, I've told the general before, you know, I have seen the Sabe five times myself. Yeah, I've, uh, yeah, I've, I've heard, I've, I've heard your interviews, man. Like your, uh, your, your, your podcast. I love it, bro. It's fun. Oh, <laughs> I can't stop smiling it listening is. to this. Hey? Brilliant, really. <laughs> I've seen him five times myself, and I wasn't looking for him. I, one time, yeah, I thought yeah. I had. I was out in Colorado, and I thought I, I we were having problems with bear, so I thought we were having. I thought I was seeing three bear, a, a mama and two cubs. But when I got my monocular out, uh, that's not what I saw. But the, the crazy thing is, is the biggest one turned around and at a distance, I could barely see it with my hunting scope because, you know, that's what my monoculars for is for, for ranging. Um, I was trying to range on him and this thing at that distance that I could, I, he looked small even then. He turned around and looked right up that scope at me like he was standing right next to me. <laughs> that's freaky. <laughs> It is. And, and the other thing is, is I lost, I lost almost an hour, hour and a half. I was an hour and a half late getting to camp and I don't remember getting back in my damn truck. Yeah, that's heavy. That, that, that fucking losing time thing is, is just, that's out of this world. That shit, man. Imagine that, man. You know, it, it was, I described it to a friend of mine. I said, it was like I woke up as I drove into camp and I was an hour and a half late. Yes, that fucking. Uh, I heard of someone else just recently. Uh, he was a yeah, big footed counter, and um, he was fishing, and he and he bring his rod back to flick it forwards, and it got stuck on something on a tree. So he turned around to pull it out, and he the tree yeah, the tree man. was hairy, and it was stuck in his chest, and he's sitting I, there I staring heard. at this thing, and then he just he blanked out, and to this day he gets these chills. I heard that on Steve. Uh, it's yes, Steve yeah, fucking a, yeah. What a legend um, that dude is. It's, it's how, if people are interested, <laughs> if people are inter interested in all the uh, encounters that people are having, Steve Isdall, an amazing man. He's an outdoorsman. He has a channel called How to Hunt on YouTube, and he reads stories that people are writing into him about their encounters. It is freaking awesome. But I'm telling you oh, right yeah. now, I'm not very, I'm not very good with a fly fishing pole anyway. And uh, if I would have hooked one and turned around and saw an eight-foot booger standing there looking at me, I'd have given him my fish. He wouldn't have had to ask. Yeah, he took his fish too. He said he woke up like uh, like an hour later or whatever it is. 
and he's looked in the, he's, he's lost his fish. All of his fishing gear was just destroyed and his rod was all snapped up next to him. And he's just, he fucking, yeah, he, no idea, man. He lost, he lost that time and he's like, no, no idea. Hey, like just saw this. Yeah, he wasn't happy. <laughs> I don't think he's going to forget it. Hey. Well, I'm telling you what, if I'm standing behind you and you hook me, I'm not going to be happy. <laughs> Fuck man, that, that is off tap. There was another one he read, eh? It was uh, it was a man, and he was he was in his boat. He's just doing his fishing, and he decided to come back to to shore to where his his, his ute was. And he pulled up, and there was this big, angry, grey, old-looking sabe with a limp arm, like a gummy arm. His arm was just like like a rubber, you know. And it just ran up to the shoreline and just started bellowing at him, screaming at him. And he just stood there. He didn't know what to do. And he just, he just, he just wet himself. He just stood there staring oh, and just wet himself. And so oh, he just stayed off offshore. Yeah, he, he stayed offshore. And then he heard another car come in. And then the other car came in and, and scared it off. It ran off. And before he got to shore, it was like a, a youth full of young people. And they're all partying and everything. And as he, as he got to the shore, he decided to actually jump into the water to make his pants look wet so they wouldn't have realised that he wet himself. He got back and packed his gear back into his ute and, and, and left, yeah. He, yeah. he didn't even tell him. Didn't even say anything to him. No. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine the ridicule, you know? Like, what do you, what do, you do? And he's sitting there. He literally pissed himself, man. Just stood there and just wet himself. He didn't, go, I didn't know. He just started weeping, pissing himself. <laughs> this thing is like face-to-face -face screaming at him, just like, I'm going to rip your fucking head off, you know? <laughs> I, I've never had like that. I, I've been surprised. You know, like uh, the one that was up there in Washington, I, I saw something way up on a pass, and they had to, here at the, at the park, they have these uh, binoculars that you can put like 50 cents in, and you can you can kind of uh, turn yeah, them. Yeah. I saw a left way up in the pass, no, I'm like, I, I couldn't see anybody being up there unless it was parked. So I put my thing and I turned and I looked. It was a female. Obviously, from the distance I was looking, she had to have been, I don't know, seven or eight feet tall at least. But she turned, another example, she turned and looked at me and I could barely see her through the telescope that I was using. Mm, oh, that is hectic. Those things, that, that is hectic. <laughs> And, and no, everybody who was standing around me was gone. It was like I'd lost, you know, again, lost time. Um, but the, the crazy is at that distance, how the hell did you turn and look right up those binoculars at me? Because I could barely, I couldn't see her up there without them. And uh, even then it was, but I'll tell you uh, what, she looked, like, she looked like a Scandinavian skier covered in hair. Um, <laughs> She was not. She was but she wasn't unattractive. Let me say it that way. It was cold crap. There was nothing animalistic or, or gorilla about her. Yeah, right. She was just covered in hair. But, yeah, I've, know, I've heard. Was, I've heard the, uh, the, uh, the 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 eye shine. You know the eye shine. You get these different colors. Uh huh. Green, blue, yellow, red. I've heard. Um, I think it was another one actually on on Isidore. Uh, Steve, one of one of Steve's things. He was saying that the uh, the eye color can actually represent a um, almost like a clan type or a uh, tribe type. Yeah, it's it's very possible. And they don't they don't like the red one apparently. Red, no one wants to be red. <laughs> you know, 
it's it's really the one that I saw here in Cherokee was like ten feet tall, silver and gray. Um, have you ever seen the rest of the back to the Kevin Dish? They called him Diesel. He was a wrestler. He wrestled with a big wrestling oh, outfit. But this, this, oh, honestly, it, it was Kevin Nash. But, but this, this, all the days This one that was standing outside my window just looked like him, covered in hair, maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit more uh, northern looking, you know, like the typical north look. But, yeah. but, uh, it really just looked like, a person covered in hair and he had the damned blue eyes but the crazy thing is is when i woke up i was looking right in, into this thing's eyes this person's eyes and i stopped breathing i actually had to close my eyes to get my heart and my breath to start going again I, oh, I that's hectic. Um, but it wasn't right it was just like and i still couldn't think it. It, was, it was like it was almost like he was standing there saying hey look i'm here <laughs> and that's all yeah i mean but well, yeah, maybe, I, maybe it totally takes your breath away. <laughs> I could imagine, mate. I could imagine. It was uh, I, when I opened my eyes, I was looking right into his, and I know it was a him. And it was just, it wasn't uncomfortable. It wasn't, but it was like, holy shit. And I just, and uh, I finally got my eyes closed, thinking if I did that, I'd start breathing again. And when I opened him, he was gone. And I had two. I had two dogs that were outside, and they were so territorial. A squirrel couldn't even come in the yard, and they were still <laughs> they were still asleep on the deck. Like nothing happened. Yeah, that's uh, they're amazing things, man. Like if these things are like uh, yeah, it's fucking. Imagine and, and the answers. To... Imagine the answers that they have. You know. Exactly. And, you know, our people say the same thing. Um, and we're not, we just call them foot because we have a laid back. You know, I call them sabe. But, but the thing about it is, like, we've always known that we're here and they've never been a problem. Um, yeah. There was an old time. Uh, this this connection really, really bad at the minute. Can you hear it? Well, oh, I you yeah, are you, are you there, Raven? Yeah, I'm here, you got yeah, the it's, uh, it's gone it's buzzy. Yeah, it's buzzing, it's yeah. Yeah. Hang on. Yeah. That help? Yeah, there, there's like a, there's like a buzz. Like a... Yeah, I can hear that. It's like, it's like distortion, that, mate. It's like, that might be the headphones. Uh, I tried to slightly. Is that better? That's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> now it's like no sound at all. All right. Did that fix it? Oh, that's how he's better. Yeah. That's what, yeah, that's all I've got that was. Thank you. I, I don't know what it was. That was weird. Yeah, it was yeah, very buzzy, like a magnet or something. I got yeah, a couple aircraft flying. I, I have a couple aircraft flying overhead. All <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, very possible. Never know. <laughs> but uh, here, you know, they we have a story from an old man that said uh, he was, uh, this was a long time ago, he was bear hunting and, and he wasn't in great shape. 
And one of the uh, Sabe saved him from a bear. Yeah, right. I've, 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 I've heard of people saying, like, uh, same idea, he's fishing, and then uh, uh, a bear just burst out of the woods and then ran across the, the creek and up the other side of the hill screaming. And then right out behind him comes this huge Bigfoot with a log in its hand, just puffing like, <laughs> with his hand, his, his other hand, like blocking its light so it could see. <laughs> like, and he just turns away and storms back up into the bush. And he's just like, what the fuck was that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine fishing and seeing something like that? Wow, that'd be fucking, I'd be like, yep, you can have the fish, buddy. Like. A round of yeah, applause for that shit, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's uh, but the old man here was hunting, and uh, he somehow got himself cornered, and and the bear, uh, apparently the sabe came down and literally just just hit the bear, and that was it. <laughs> yeah. hey, fucking shit, strength really of this thing. Fuck. Fucking hell, if I just not <laughs> chasing it with a fucking big log. Well, the story that we have is is the old man, the, the Sabe that saved him, came down on the bear from behind and just hit it with its hand and killed it. There's a thump oh. there. <laughs> now, was this was this possibly a female? I don't know. Think it could have been a female one, or, or... I, I don't know. This you know, this is an old story, but and our no. people, our people have respect for him. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Out here, yeah, Aboriginals yeah, yeah. are like, yeah, no, nah, they fucking, they, they want nothing to do with them, eh? They're like, no, nah, fuck that. Some of them do down oh, south. Uh, we still, we still got some elders that actually have crobbery uh, uh, with them. And uh, you know, the, the grandfather used to sit out at night and actually just talk to the bush, and then you could hear the sticks and things moving in the bush. Like the, the granddaughter used to think it was crazy, but she could hear the stuff, something moving in the bush. Mm-hmm. And then uh, every now and then he would he would wander off, go and have uh, like a meeting with them. And he said apparently what they would mainly talk about was the environment, the encroachment. Mm-hmm. But I've got a feeling that you, you notice you see a lot of these things you hear about like Bigfoot making structures or, or making yeah, diffs or making little rock piles and things like this. I wonder if that's got something to do with uh, their job, their job in nature. Could and their be, job is to come be. and actually create almost like uh, like this geomancy idea, balancing the energies around these lines around the earth. So they let us build, they let us do our thing, but if we do, they have to come along and then plug all these holes, build a structure here, do this, that, there, and so everything else is then balanced spiritually or, or magnetically well, you know, or whatever. It's interesting here. Um, I can track the Sabe sightings here in cycles yeah we had a cycle in 2020 you know it started about 2016 and then you can go back 20 years to 1996 you can go back 20 years to 1976 you can go back 20 years to 1956 it seems like every 20 years we have a wave of sightings here Uh, what's on a 20-year cycle What, what jupiter's 15 isn't it well, I was thinking it was the solar cycles. Solar. Oh, I see. It's ten and a half up and ten and a half down. Fucking hell. Yeah, well, that, that, that's one wavelength, isn't it? All back. Yep. Like from, from one, yeah, and then repeat, yeah. Yeah, well. But, uh, 
And you notice all people. these monuments, like all these, all these monuments, they're all fucking sun monuments. Yeah. You know, all these alignments, they're all got to do with the sun. Hey, speaking of the sun group, what about Mithras? Well, it's, it's, uh, we uh, we were on about Mithras last night, uh, and it, I still think now to this day it's got a huge part in, in a lot of things. I think we, I uh, think it's got more to do with the Hinduism and the uh, and um, the uh, the Vedas, as well as Zoroastrian, as 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 they say, because they all completely deny it. They say like the Roman Mithras had nothing to do with Mitra or Zoroastrian. Same. Had nothing to do with them at all. They didn't even know about them. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> Fucking the same language it's all indo-aryan language mate it all came from the same source mitra mitras yeah. mithras it doesn't matter it's the same the yep. same entity it's the same you know if if if, if uh gematria plays okay. any part of it it's, it's all the same number two you know like hey, it's yeah. the same spelling <laughs> <laughs> and they're yeah, all know, god but... of the midday sun god god of That's the center it. the balancing yeah. point which is also the God of the deal, and this is what we were saying yesterday, is, is the reason why the Roman soldiers particularly worshipped Mithras is because Mithras was the God of the signing of the contract between deals to end wars. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So as a soldier, you're like, I'm going to worship this God to make these motherfuckers do the deals. I don't have to go to war anymore. You know, my job is done. Exactly. Well, you know, and there's a misconception about Mithras being the warrior's God, and, and they don't understand that he was, he, he was actually a God of peace. <laughs> yeah, Pete, that's right. Yeah, Pete. Uh, yeah, you know, right. um, yeah. It's Negotiation like, and peace. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, I think that a lot of this is a huge misconception. It's like we mentioned earlier, even about these this seven-headed dragon of Harriman. Some mm -hmm. of some of those um, arch demons, as they're depicted, they they're not all bad. I think well, a lot of it is. It goes with your intent. Well, there, there's that, you know, it's it's about your yeah. choice. But the other thing yeah. that you have, too, is, is if you go back to the old term, Daemon, those were just the, the, the shining ones. They were all shining, shining ones. ones. To after they not the shining ones. But uh, yeah, the Daemon, the Daemon were the shining ones, and it was what you did with what they gave you. Um, you have the people yeah, now. Personality who traits, yeah. Yeah, well, you got the exactly people now right, who are exactly. doing the—they're doing the archangels summon summons or the invocations. Yeah, yeah. Well, it depends on what you're going to do with it. You know, they got the seventy-two. <laughs> they got the seventy-two archangel, the seventy-two archangels, and they don't even—and most of them don't even understand those are the seventy-two names of God. <laughs> but yet yeah. they're trying to invoke. They're trying to invoke for prosperity or individuals. Yeah. Um, yeah. they're trying to invoke for prosperity or for healing or whatever. And you got people who will cycle these things. They'll, they will do like five or six a day. And it's like, you're invoking, wait a second. <laughs> you'll be a busy boy. Uh, uh, I do not want anything occupying me. Thank you very much. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And they don't, and they're doing this without even understanding the difference between evocation and invocation. That should scare the hell out of people. You talk about chaos magic. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it, it, me personally, 
I think there's too many people uh, trying, like you're saying, there's evoking and invoking. They, they don't, they might not fully understand what it means. Now, I don't understand. I'm not going to pretend they understand because I don't. But it still doesn't mean I can't be fascinated about the subject. Now, oh, some yeah. people are going in um, and they don't really know what they're doing. And that can be a problem because you're fucking about with things you don't understand. Opening portals, wormholes, whatever it is you're doing. Uh, well, you know, you look know. at look at Uncle Al, Alistair Crowley. I was what just going to say, Alistair Crowley. What did he, what did he <laughs> say? Alistair, Alistair Crowley he <laughs> said he was, seeking, he was seeking people who wanted to do magic. And what he got was a bunch of discontented housewives and eccentrics that didn't have any clue as to what they were doing and were incapable of being any help. As he says it, Uncle Albert is about his shit-faced, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the thing about yeah. Crowley is, honestly, if you look at Crowley's works, I, I, you know, if you take uh, uh, JPL and, and the people out there to, at the NASA, Honestly, I think they were they were doing something that they shouldn't have been doing. And if you look at Crowley, honestly, I think Crowley was trying to undo something. He just couldn't get the right people to do it. Yeah, uh, I I heard that he had something to oh, do that's with crazy. Pro, Pro, Project Montauk as well. Alistair Crowley. Well, you know they they they. There's all kinds of stories about them when they detonated the bombs in Nevada that they were they were trying to create some kind of a golem or some kind of a hole for a golem to come through. Yes, yes, I've heard that as well. Yeah. yeah right. Trying to open a, a wormhole water. <laughs> well and uh, and that brings us that brings us back to ATIP and what they were actually doing. Exactly. Um it's a long, drawn-out process. But, you know, if you go back to the old writings like Sumeria and even some of the Egyptian stuff, they were playing with wormholes and shit back then, and yes, it, created, were, yeah. it created hell on Earth. That was the um, uh, Chaco Canyon. Mm -hmm. Chaco Canyon and the Anastasi, they were doing the same? Yeah, some of them. Yeah, that's for those, so, so, um, yeah. You know, the, the thing that we have is, uh, you know, if they are trying to repeat the same things that they did before, how can they, you know, you talk about insanity. How can they expect the results to be any different? Exactly. <laughs> um, you think they'd learn, they'd learn from those mistakes, but it's not. It's like they're fucking backward. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, the inversion, you know, it's like you guys were just talking about Mitra. Um, when you talk about Mitra, they say that that was a warrior's god, and it was war, and they inverted the meaning and inverted yeah. what, it, what he stood for. It's, it's that's all what I was thinking inversion. when you said that. that. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, and that's uh, and that's that's the definition of Araman, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. You know, it's kind of this this idea that our own our like from from what I got of it was that like. The reason why we've been disconnected from source is to create technologies around us, right? Mm -hmm. But because we've been disconnected, sorry, sorry, mate. Yeah, go on. Sorry. Uh, because we've been disconnected from source, we're going to be constantly on a mission to uh, fill that void of anxiety 
And so we create houses and, and, and fight and get comfortable and do all these things and create things. But out of that, we will eventually create a bottle body for Araman to do our work for us while we sit down mm -hmm. and all day do what, what, I don't know, but yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that, yeah. that Araman ideology doesn't need anything living. It doesn't. It's materialistic in it, mate. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, and here's the, here's something else I want to point out. And you know, I, I'm I'm an infinite, I'm an infamous native. I talk in spirals. Um, earlier in our conversation, we were talking about how everybody's being subdivided into even smaller divisions, mm. right? Have you noticed that those of us who are genuinely, genuinely seeking the spiritual, are gathering, not dividing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. It's that's what I was saying. Yeah, I was saying like the more I talk about this kind of stuff with with my mates and whatnot, especially if they are religious, they'll find themselves going back that home that night and reading uh, reading the Bible, yeah. reading reading some spiritual source of something, you know. Uh huh. And I'm like, well, gee, that that's a good feeling because it's if they're going home that's... and sitting and dwelling and unhappy, but instead they're actually going out and going, you know what? I need to fucking I need it. I need to answer these find questions. Find something. Find something. Yeah. 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 And, they, and they're going out and then they come back and they go, well, you know how you said this and that? And you, you know what I mean? You wait, you wait, you wait long mm -hmm. enough. And then suddenly they come back and you go, they go, you know how you were saying this? And you're like, oh, great. You actually fucking, yeah. You, I, I, I genuinely get excited because I'm like, wow, he's actually gone and taken time and thought about this and actually come back and gone, added to it. You know what I mean? I'm like, no, hey, well, here we go. We've got yeah. some fucking movement you know, here. You know? We've got some action. Like, I'm sure be mate. We have they're all positive have, things too, you know. Like, but we have all these people who like live in clusters. You know, let's say, uh, let's just say New York, since I can pick on Patriot, he's not here. Um, but we got all these people that live in. We got all these people that. <laughs> yeah, he'll hear this. I know. Um, but we got all these people that live in clusters, and they're they're being subdivided more and more and more, even amongst their ethnic groups and social groups. All right. And then you have people like us who are seeking the spiritual. And right now we've got New York, we've got Ottawa, we've got Australia, we've got England, we've got Cherokee, North Carolina, and we've got more and more joining in. So we're gathering in spite of the distances while they're sitting right next to each other and, and dividing. Mm. <laughs> it, it, it can't last. It doesn't, it doesn't seem uh, economic, does it? No. No, I mean, what they're doing is, yeah, it's, uh, uh, yeah, you can't, I mean, you just got to look around your, your, your local like, neighborhood, especially where I am, man, I, you listen, your birds, it's peaceful, no one's hurting each other, everything's fine, but then you go on the internet and fucking, it's the end of the world and this and that, and yeah, yeah. I mean, it's great we're doing it over the internet, we need to like really get into your own, like, our own communities and, you yeah. know. It's good because I go bushwalking and go and look for this bush tucker stuff. And people see yeah. me mm -hmm. digging through the fucking ground and they're like, what the fuck is this idiot doing? <laughs> and then I'm like pulling shit out going, you want something? And I give it to my son and he's sitting there eating these berries and shit. And they go like, oh, is that edible? <laughs> you know, that you see some you people a... cringe at it, eh? You see some people <laughs> definitely cringe at the idea and they go, ugh. And you see like uh, someone else standing right next to them and go, Right, I'm I'm going to stay with him for the 10 minutes. I'll meet you back at the car. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you know, here, yeah. here we have a wild uh, – you guys know what blackberries are? Yeah, yeah. 
Well, see, we have wild blackberries and I have cultivated them. I will go out and pick them. And my son at six years old knows how to pull berries to eat. I swear I need to, if I, if I was having to pay for them, I'd have to weigh him going in and weigh him, weigh him coming out. But he's learning <laughs> that the stuff that I grow is food. Um, he sees a dandelion on the ground. He'll pick it up and eat the flower. Hey, I've got my boy doing that now too. <laughs> That's cool. You know, um, <clears throat> it's just a, uh, I, like me, I, right now I'm sitting outside. I'm listening to the cicadas and the crickets and the night birds. And I got a bat that's flying around up here around me. And I said hello to him just a little while ago. And there's people who are around me that were raised that way that go inside and hide the minute it gets dark. It's yeah. like, huh? Yeah. yeah. You know, you and who knows? And who knows when the last time they heard a songbird was? Yeah, I couldn't stand living in the city. That'd be pretty fucking horrendous. Yeah, it's in an apartment somewhere. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you know, I got people that live on the mountains around me, and they go inside and hide, and they don't even come out in the morning. They don't come out in the evening. Um, They're barely outside at all, and it's like, uh, what happened to my people? (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they look at me like I'm crazy because I'm up here harvesting flowers off my hill, you know. (laughs) that's how we survived <laughs> yeah that's right it's uh <laughs> what no mate huh yeah what's that what's time you on mate oh it's 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 a little after 10 my time it's about three o'clock in the morning yours isn't it <laughs> yeah it's 20 past three. gonna be late yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Well, well, yeah. Like, <laughs> we're yeah. just getting we're just getting going good, daggone it. But yeah, we, we better let General get some sleep. <laughs> yeah, uh, gentlemen. As always, absolutely fucking incredible. Um seriously I've lost count the amount of times my mind's been blown tonight. Yeah, you were both <laughs> incredible. Thank you very much. I really mean we appreciate well. you, General. You know, oh, we yeah. need to have we need to have conversations like this. This is what yeah. needs to be done. Yeah, I mean, do you know what we used to do one every Friday, didn't we grow up? But it's it's not it, it's not that easy at all time, you know, forget people come on. Oh yeah. Um, you but, get seven people on or something and then fucking Yeah, it's just bedlam now. Halfway I through think, different conversations and shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well you, I, you I should, think, Three's three's just about the right amount, I think. Three or four, yeah, 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 yeah. And and mix it up, mix it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. But uh, Raven, if you want to come on next week again, uh, you are more than welcome, mate. Uh, anytime you give me an invite, I'm more than willing to come on. It's, it's well, it, let's do it next These conversations want, needs to go. Yeah, just let me know. Let's, let me know. Yeah. And Grub, no if, if you're Grub, if you're doing something, let me know. You you can connect up with me. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, fucking um. Yeah, that'd be mad. I'll get the, the shit. You know, off, uh, if <clears throat> if nothing else, we could do it and and talk talk with people sitting there with you. We don't have to do yeah, a show. See, are you on Facebook? Are you? Uh, not Facebook. Uh, no, Twitter. I, I don't. I don't do Facebook or Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. But uh, we could uh, always, we could, you know, we could always Skype and just talk to whoever's sitting around us. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, That's true. Yeah. Do, do you want to let everybody know where they can get all of you, mate? Please. 
Is that on me? Yes, Bevan, please, Bevan. Yeah. All on, right. Uh, well, anybody wants to get a hold? Anybody wants to get a hold of me? I'm on Spreaker. S P R E A K E R. Spreaker.com. It's no apologies. Enough said. Raven Kiefer. Brilliant. And Crub. Uh, just on Twitter, man. Crub one two three two one. Just posting shit that you find on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, it, sometimes it gets interesting, you know. I mean, it's mainly like uh, yeah. For myself, actually, as well, to try to see what's going on around the world. And yeah, I love the everywhere else. You put some really interesting stuff out there. Yeah, yeah. You know and it's, it's legit, mate. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, Mr. General, get, get some sleep. Grub, yes. fantastic talking to you finally. It is, it is. I'm fucking still beaming. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm sitting here smiling too, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much, lads. Fucking mate. <laughs>